so there I was in Tenaris, leveling my baby rogue, who's not too much of a baby anymore. But anyway, I am happily leveling my baby rogue. Now, due to the fire festival, there's bit there's a lot of activity going on around Gadgetson. A lot of activity. There's a lot of activity going on in a lot of places, but that's a hot one anyway. And while I am out there cautiously stalking water wasters and whatnot, I get, of course, a gnome warrior come sauntering up to me, just as I'm about to sneak into an area. And he throws up a duel. However, thanks to auto decline, I never saw it. Well, I did see in your, it doesn't pop up on your screen. It comes down in your chat. Auto decline works because this gnome kept spamming it over and over and over and over and over. Now, I'm assuming he's level 70. I honestly don't know. He was double question marks to me. I can assume he was 70. He sure as hell was 10 levels over my head. And you're spam dueling me. Well, apparently, he got annoyed by my auto decline because it was a beautiful thing. I'm watching it. It didn't give up very easy either. Kept doing it over and over and over and over and over. And it just oh, decline, 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 decline. It was great. I snicker quietly and stalk off toward my water wasters and whatever other bandits and thieves and all that, those people out there, you know who they are. And this gnome begins to do the next thing. When they can't annoy you with, with dual spamming, then the next thing that happens is they go and kill your mobs. Clearly knowing this is what I'm going after, and of course being a much higher level than I am, can do it at a much faster rate. Promptly proceeds to go killing everything which annoys me. That annoys me. So being a little fed up with, with that, because at first it's like, fine, you know what? There are plenty other of these guys out here. I'm just going, no, he followed me and went around killing all my mobs, thinking this is the greatest thing. Greatest thing in the world is to annoy another player by not allowing them to play the game. I get real fed up. So I stealth, as a, a rogue will do. And I take my time and I very cautiously, because I could tell he's turning around. He's doing that little gnome stirring coffee dance and turning right. He's looking for me. He can't find me. And I come up on him and I go, Sap! And since he wasn't flagged, neither was I. Nothing happened. I didn't get flagged. And that's all I did. I sapped him. And then I backed off into the shadows and I waited. And he's swaying. And then he comes through and he's looking around. He's running around. He gets on his mount. He's looking around. He's looking around. Can't find me. I could find him. Great thing about a rogue is, one of the great things about a rogue is, you can see them, they can't see you. Well, at least a warrior can't see you. And then I promptly snuck up again behind him and zap. And there he goes swaying. And that's all I kept doing. For as long as he was around, I kept sapping him until he finally got fed up and left. Because I made sure he never found me. I, I vanished into the shadows. I would sprint off and hide behind a rock. So, to Greetharon, the gnome warrior on Mandaron. I know you wanted to have a good time by ruining someone else's gameplay, but I must say I was pretty happy with the turnout that I was able to ruin yours. And not only that, but that I'm able to share it with everyone here at Horror Horror Radio.
This is episode 21. Thank you to everyone who has downloaded and is listening. If you are a new listener, thank you very much for giving us a try. If you are our old listeners, thank you very, very much for tuning in again. What is the big news? No, not Diablo 3. We will not be discussing Diablo 3. I'm sorry, this is World of Warcraft. We're going to... No, no, no. We will not be... Because I know that would be the first thing some of you... Diablo 3! No, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> we are here to talk about Warcraft things. Damn it. The big news. No, Fire Festival is the big news. And we're not going to talk about that that much either. Mainly because... I can't get the torch tossing, therefore I think it is a stupid thing and have dismissed the entire festival because of it. Because I can't get the stupid torch tossing. Some of you out there will be going, how can you not? Why it's so simple. No, I can't, alright? I can't even do the stupid training that they try to make you go through. You gotta toss it onto the, the little things with the arrow over its head and you have 30 seconds to hit eight of them precisely. No, I can't do this. I am an incapable of torch tossing. I have come to this conclusion. But we will talk about it a little bit because it has changed. I don't remember all of this going on from last year or previous years. Previous years, I think, if I am remembering correctly, what they used to have you do was kind of, there were certain bonfires or those poles that now everyone is loving because they give the XP, which is great. You dancer with the pole, the little, what is it? I don't even, the spinny dance is pretty much what I've heard people <laughs> refer to it as. Uh, yeah, go get the spinny dance. The spinny dance, which is, it looks cool, and it's a great idea. You get XP for an hour, it's a nice buff. But I remember you had to go to certain, like, key areas and touch the pole or throw something in the fire or do something out in these key areas, and that was kind of part of the quest. But some of the areas they sent you to, if you were not high enough, if you were in a higher level, forget it. You couldn't do it. Absolutely impossible. So I'm liking what I'm seeing this year where they got the bonfires all over the place. All you have to do, no matter what level you are, is go up to them and it says, honor the flame. And you say, yeah, 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 I, I honor the flame. For the horde, whoop. And they say, do you honor the flame? And you say, yes, I do. And they give you XP and money. You can't beat this. So I, I really do enjoy that. I know they have some like mid-level quests. I haven't tried it just because uh, I've been kind of focused. I, I have been focused on my baby rogue. And I'm looking at this going, I don't want to go all the way out to the, with the naga out on the beach there again. I don't want to go all the way out there. It's so off my course. So I haven't done it. Maybe, you know what, because it's still actually by the time this podcast airs, it'll be over. But I may try it, just to try it. But the big one, when I say big, um, it, it's the big event. It's the, the level 71 is, of course, in Slay Pens. Now, I had heard of this and actually went into Slave Pens for like the first time a week ago with folks from Directionally Challenged, which was awesome because I had never done it before. So it was like, oh, look at this. This is cool. But anyway, and there's the quest trip or there's the, the thing if you want to try the big guns. And we actually ran through it again with a different group and our tank, 
said, who had done this with like a pug group said, oh, this is it. Do we want to give it a shot? Now, we weren't quite, this wasn't our goal when we went in. Our goal was to just kind of do the run through, you know, clear off the quest. We were all kind of playing other characters, you know. Our insane bot priest was playing her insane bot mage. So now she's an IBM. Anyway, you know, I'm on the pally who, by the way, has gotten respect and is now a Heladin. So he was kind of like trying that out for a change, you know, being the healer of the group. So we were all kind of, we weren't your typical, you know, cookie cutter group here. We had, you know, two shaman, uh, I'm sorry, two druids, a shaman, the mage, and a healing pally who's never done this before. So we weren't. We were okay for slate bends. I wasn't so sure about the boss. But of course, being the adventurous group we are, we said, sure, let's try it. What's the worst that can happen? We all knew what the worst that could happen was. We were pretty confident about the death side of it, but we were trying to give off the feeling of optimism and we were trying to be brave and bad and yeah, we can take them. So imagine my surprise. And here's the thing. Imagine my surprise when we clear the area that he trips the quest so that it starts and out pops Rags. Rags pops up. I don't know his full name. I have always known him as Rags. That was just, that is the kind of relationship I like to have with my boss NPCs. I like a very casual, personal relationship with my NPCs. I do, we're not formal. There's no formality that takes place with us. We're very casual. You know, I remember him from Molten Core. You know, I'd go in on Molten Core and there he'd be and I'd say, Rags, baby, how you doing? And he'd say, hi, idiot, how are you? i say, I'm fine. How's your week been? We're back again. You know, we're going to try to kill you. And he'd say, yeah, I know. Too bad you won't. <laughs> but but you could give it a shot. I'll try to make you feel good about it. I said, well, thanks. You know, how are the wife and little firelets? And he'd say, oh, they're fine. All right. Are we going to do this? I got to send wave upon wave and upon wave of fire elementals at you. And I said, it's cool. It's fine. I'm going to just stand here with my back up against this rock so you don't kick me into the lava pit behind me. And we were very casual. And we'd see, I'd see him every week. Rags. How you doing, Rags? What is it? Ragnamos? Ragna? Ragamuffin? He's Raga something. So imagine my utter surprise when this holiday quest goes and it's Rags. It's Rags! I say, yo, Rags, baby! I haven't been, I haven't seen you in a while! And typical fame that these NPC bosses have, this typical fame. He looks at me and is like, do I know you? I don't know you. I'm like, Rags! Remember me? I'd see you every week, we'd be there, we'd chat, we'd say hi! And he just looked at me and went, no, I, I don't know who you are. Um, did we have lunch? Did I sign an autograph? And then I remembered I was in a Sapali. So I'm like, yo, Rags, it's me, it's Annie Ed. I'm just in the Pally. No, no, don't, Annie not ringing a bell, not ringing a bell. And then he sent out wave upon wave of ice elementals, which look like fire elementals, only they're blue, white and blue. So I was hurt. I was crushed. I was so crushed. Oh, you know what? I'm going to blame the group wipe. On that, on the fact that I was so crushed, I will not blame it on the fact that we were really not ready for this and wave upon wave of ice elementals running over us and tap dancing on our heads had anything to do with it. No, I was crushed. I was deeply hurt. That rags forgot about me. I was. You know, these NPC bosses, you, you see them every week and you think... You know, you got kind of a nice little casual relationship. You know, I try to kill you, you try to kill me, it's all good. And then you don't see him for a while and they totally forget about you. You know, it just, oh, broke my heart. But anyway, 
So yeah, we didn't do well with rags, and uh, but it was nice to see him again. This giant <laughs> comes up. It was great. It was like, oh cool, rags, baby, how you doing? So it was very nice to see him again. Other than that, with the fire festival, like I said, I think it's stupid because I can't do the torch tossing. Therefore, I associate the entire festival as being stupid because I can't do that. But it is nice. I like seeing that it's different. They they made some nice changes. They added some nice buffs. They did a lot of different things, and I always like it when they kind of spread it across the levels and make it available. Perhaps not everything, but at least it's not high-level exclusive anymore, where if only if you're a higher level can you do this. It, it kind of gives everyone a chance to get some XP, get some money, in, and, and participate, which is great. So kudos to Blizzards for revamping the Fire Festival. If it is called something else, I don't know what it is. But, and do we not love the little tiny, the little tiny fire elemental that like hangs out, you gotta feed a piece of wood and it grows and it starts getting all, you know, I will destroy, and then it loses itself and it squishes down again. I think that was cute. And that's it, and see, everyone can do that. Get the wood, you do the thing, stand there, get XP, this is cool. If I was more tenacious about it, I'd probably send the rogue like everywhere to do this. And I'm sure some of you are going, you haven't? No, I haven't. Um, I've been very, very focused on him. In our last show, our buddy Malmok recommended a leveling guide. And having the rogue just hitting 42, because I hadn't been playing him that seriously. Well, I did, and then I, I left him alone because I was working on the pally for so long. And, and then I just, once you hit 70, even if it's again, it's kind of like, I need a break. <laughs> I need to, like, back off. So I was kind of footsing around, you know, I'm doing dailies and whatnot. Didn't really feel like leveling, but got back into that mode and leveled the rogue. And, I mean, looking at the 40s going, I remember this and this sucked. What to do? What to do? So I remembered Maul and his great suggestion so i said you know i got two to 70 by my own route i took the long way i went i saw i did quests i did all that twice i'm gonna try a guide now the great thing about this guide is one it doesn't cost anything by the way guys it does not cost anything it's free it's online two it works it works like like things working it's really good and big hats off salute bow before the guy who put this together holy cow talk about some research that went into this serious serious research went into this guide now if you are just starting to play wow like this is your first character and you're just getting into it or even if you have changed factions even if you're alliance you went to horde or if you're horde you went to alliance although if you did that we don't know why you did that but if you have i know some people have mostly usually because you hear well my friends are playing alliance they want me to play alliance so but if you change that i recommend you take the blind road your first time around this way i don't know it's just my personal thing but it's like it's all all new figuring it out you know kind of the first time around as you go but once you've done that once you've hit the the cap it's kind of like all right I've done everything I've seen everything I've taken that path I just want a level now you know I don't care about the story I don't care about the you know the intricacy weaved details that went on behind this I just want to level the character if you've reached that point I really recommend you check this out uh, the site is up on our website but it is uh, wow-pro.com check this guy out if you are looking I mean now this has nothing to do with money this has nothing to do with rep this has to do with straight sheer XP now some of you may say you know even that's cheating that's your that I don't think following a guide is cheating because you're still doing it that's how come I don't look at it as cheating because you're the one doing all the damn work 
you're just following somebody's kind of step-by-step to make it as little as painful as possible. And in the 40s, I just twice, I remember being just hideously painful. And I gotta say, this has made it very less painful. And you know what else? Here's the other funny thing. Because I am completely putting myself in this guy's hands. I am throwing myself into his hands and saying, guide me. I will do, you say do this quest, I will do it regardless. And I'm picking up quests that I knew I've turned down. I've never done it because I've looked at it and went, are you out of your mind? Go away, Mr. NPC. No. But this guy says, take this quest. I'm like, I'll take this quest. Crap. All right, fine. And I'm putting, so honestly, I am doing quests I have never done. And in my years of WoW, these are quests I have gone out of my way to avoid. Just for whatever reason. Just because I looked at it and went, oh, God, it's all the way over there. No, I'm not going back there or it's murlocs i ain't doing murlocs although i have to admit there are quests that he says to do that i have done and i say hell no i'm not doing that i'm not doing that again new new in particular the stranglethorn bell goblin blow you up quest don't even venture mining company these goblins that like send their little bot after you and it explodes and oh i just remember that being sheer hell he's like don't do that no i'm not doing that okay i've done it twice i'm not doing it a third time screw you but otherwise, I have been following him pretty well. So it's kind of a neat thing because I haven't done these. He's put me on escort quests and things. I'm like, are you serious? You think I can solo an escort quest? Yeah, you can. All right. Fair enough. You know, I'm putting, I'm doing this sort of thing I've never have done before. So it is a neat new experience and it's helping me get through the 40s. Except when a gnome warrior with nothing better to do comes along and starts killing my mobs. Other than that, and I have a question, totally switching gears, totally switching subjects. Am I missing memos? Did, is Wrath coming out anytime soon? Because lately all I've been hearing, well not all, but a lot more than I used to hear are people talking more and more and more about Wrath of the Lich King. I'm like, did we get a date? No. Did we get anything? Not really. And, but it seems people are getting more and more eager to see this hit shelves and play it. Oh, I have to hurry up and level before Wrath comes out. Like, you got all the time in the world. Because we don't even have a release date yet. We don't. Even, I don't even think it's in beta yet. I haven't heard anything about beta keys being passed out or anything like that. So, uh, but, but people have been talking about it for some reason. And I'm wondering if it's just anticipation, eagerness to see it come out. Because they've done Burning Crusade. They're bored with Burning Crusade. It's time for something new. And of course, the big deal, the big thing that everyone's going to flip over when it hits when wrath hits of course are our death knights we have talked about this we're excited about the death knights there's nothing else we don't care about anything no walrus people nothing else death knights to this end knowing there are going to be a slew of death knights because from what i understand they could be any race any class anything you just got to go through the chain you know the quest chain and then if you accept i think you get pushed back like level 55 or something so that's actually a deterrent but i also you know from people just casually going oh, i want to be a death knight yeah because you're gonna have to work at it all over again but i think a lot of people are gonna try it i know i'm gonna try it definitely <laughs> that has been really the big buzz and to that end i wonder to myself you know when the death knight class when wrath comes out and death knights are everywhere who is gonna be the race that we laugh at the most as death knights hmm and you know to that it just brings me to it's time for character
In light of the new Death Knight class, I've decided to talk with the race that will be laughed at the most when it comes out. So please welcome Tittlewittle and Shushashushash. I'm just going to call you Shush. Thank you both for being on the show. You're welcome. Anytime. So, as gnomes, what do you think of the new Death Knight class? Completely disagreeable. Really? Why is that? I've discovered that getting pummeled by a blunt weapon can be quite painful. Ah, uh, yes, it can be. And what about you, Tittlewittle? I can't find the plans for them anywhere. Plans? For what, Death Knights? You mean like schematics? Sure. There are no schematics for Death Knights. They are a class. I don't think so. <laughs> oh, oh. So, back to you, um, sh shush. Do you think your race will be made fun of as Death Knights? Of course. Really? You agree? I've... I had an idea for a device that you could put small pieces of bread in to cook. What are you talking about? I have a number of inventions I'd like to show you. Wait here, please. Sure. <laughs> I apologize profusely. No problem. Is he always like this? Indubitably. Oh, man, isn't that annoying? It's been quite an experience. I'll bet. All right, back to Death Knights. So, Tittlewittle, what do you think about the class? Do you think gnomes will be picked on even more? I think that last vendor shortchanged me. Is he even in this time zone? Not on your life. Can you hit him again? Certainly. Please, help me. Oh, that was a nice hit. You're pretty good at this. How kind of you. You know what? Forget about the Death Knights. I'm having a good time watching you smack him around. Can you do it again? Anytime. Shoot! Ooh, right between oh. the eyes. Could you help, please? Oh. You know, I'd like to test that whole blunt weapon theory you had earlier. May I? Of course. Help me. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't know he'd go so far into the ground like that. Wow. Oh, um... Um, <clears throat> this concludes our interview with Tittlewittle and Shush. And I think we've come to the conclusion that, Death Knights or not, gnomes are fun to beat up. Indubitably. Tune in next time for another adventure in Character I'd Chat. like to give a shout-out to my boys in Gnomeregon. Keeping it real, Big T, Snoop Pup, and Little D's. <laughs> <laughs> And that was a fun little little snippet there of character chat for you guys. And now I think it is time for our first break because we have had an interesting roller coaster of a first section here on the show. So it is time to take our first break. We're going to take a break now. Yay! Move on. Tell me what it is. 
I don't play that. That was a new twist for this show. I don't play a lot of female artists on uh, for the music breaks. And it's not because I don't like female artists. I do. It's just my resources. There aren't a lot of them out there. And a lot of them sing about squirrels and butterflies and rainbows and things that it's kind of like, ew. But I, I heard that and went, hmm, I like that. So there we go. That was Kristen Key and Without You. Little different twist here at For the Horde Radio for you. And now we don't have a different twist because although we have some twists now and then, we are fairly predictable. We are a predictable podcast because, as you know, I could play Whale Song or I could just play this. Coming to you from high atop the flight point over that livestock pavilion known as Thunder Bluff, it's The View from the Barn with your host, Big V. Big V. I've caught a case of all us and it's it's bad because you know the new kind of wears off doing the dailies. I mean, how horrible is it when you can say, "Yeah, I'm just sick of farting around out there making money." God, that's pretty bad. How how bad? No, I've turned to the odds, and in the past three weeks, dear God, there have been many. I parked a cow somewhere. Because, you know, when you're 70, you can do that. Where does a level 70 cow sit? <laughs> Wherever he wants to. <laughs> Preferably on a gnome. <laughs> if he can find one. And I'd say you got to be careful sitting on gnomes, though. <laughs> That's true. You, you yeah. log out for too long sitting on a gnome, you'll get yourself a rash. Yes, you will. And then it's out to Sinjin. And, you the know. witch doctor. Get yeah, shot up in the air. You Turn into a frog. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sometimes, you know, gnomes just aren't worth that. I pulled up the match and had a good time with her for a couple of days. You know, just flinging fiery spells and uh, just really having a grand old time. But I've, I've gotten to that point with her where you've got ten initial quests for every area. You know those quests that say, okay, now I want you to travel across the world and take this note to this guy over here you know it's not the e- it's not the easy delivery quest it's not the easy fedex that you know where the question mark pops up right beside you, you right know, it's not that one. no this is the one where you know you're afraid you're you know gonna wind up in a tom hanks movie on an island by yourself where did they send me i was somewhere i don't remember where i was but they were gonna send my butt out to desolace yeah welcome you know, seriously welcome to hell and where's the flight path in Desolace? Oh, it's on the coast. What is this? It's China Beach. Come on. So Where you got to run through the entire freaking map just to get to it. Exactly. And it's not even like you know, getting to that zone is one thing. You know, once you're there, it's bad enough. But getting there, how do you get there? You got to run through the charred veil and stone tower. With the harpies. And you got all these freaking harpies and these basilisks and these... Fire elemental things and stuff that's on fire, and <laughs> you get sand in your shoes and ash up your ass, and guys, <laughs> horrible. You know, you think the mana shield would help that? No, it just makes you hot. It's just humid in there, and you're hauling ass through the charred veil. And then you think to yourself, okay, it's gonna be better when I get. No, it's not. I'm in desolate. And the first thing you see. After you come out of the charred veil and go into Desolus, 
the first mob you are staring at is a swoopy bird. Yep, a filthy, nasty, 30-minute debuff, disease-carrying bird. <laughs> so, now... Here you are. You're at the beginning of this zone, and you're like, okay, well, all right, I was here with the cow a year ago. I think I remember where, at least I remember where the fly point is. It's way the hell out there. Okay, well, I just better start running. So, and, you know, I was level 37 right there, 36, 37, something like that. I'm about the right height for this place. I don't have a mount yet, which is bad. I got the only thing I can use, blank. It only, it, it helps me 20 yards at a time. So I'm running along, blink, boom. You know, I'm 20 yards further. Wait a few seconds, blink, boom. <laughs> 20 yards further. Okay, I do this from the Charred Vale to Shadowbrae Village. God, it's just, the, the reality of it is so much worse than I remembered. Because you get to that ghost walker post or something where, you know, where the Tauren are hanging out. And you're not, you're just barely halfway where you need to go. Well, there's no play point there. No, none. Because that would be too freaking easy. We gotta haul our asses all over this dry and dusty land. Lovely. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. So, I, I can't even remember what I had to take out there. Oh, actually, I do remember. I was supposed to take a letter to this guy at Ghostwalker. Ghostwalker Post. But... I misread it, and oh, no. I thought to myself, and I thought it was Shadow and Shadow Prey Village. Oh no! So I ran right by it. Oh no! You know, through the little oh. demon area there, with the stargates and all that, and then I looked for this question mark. No question mark to be seen. Now you ask, why didn't you see the question mark at uh, you know Ghostwalker? Cause I just didn't get close enough. I avoided it. I was just, oh. So anyway. Anyway, I've got about ten quests like that. Now, I've got three Madge quests that I'm sitting on right now, because they're all orange. And one of them, I've got to hike out to some old hag's hut in Duswalla, I think. i got to find this old witch's hut. And i got to res something out of her, down the garden in the back. And it says, okay, yes, kill this thing and we'll, um, it will make you, you know, your crappy wand of crappiness or whatever. <laughs> you know, your crappy wand of fart lighting. I don't know. Uh, so I get out there and she, you know, she summons this thing up and it's a damn fail guard. Oh, <laughs> it's like a 40 elite. I'm like, what? I'm wearing you know, a t-shirt and sweats here. What am I going to do against this thing? I threw a couple spells at it and promptly died. So I rezzed again, uh, which is you know good because you, know, you rez like, right beside her hut, which is nice, actually. Well, that also <laughs> tells you something, though. Yeah, doesn't it, though? <laughs> and there are a bunch of us magis out there. We're just like this little mag collection. <laughs> you know, because we're all hoping, you know, we get enough of us around there, okay? I mean, and it's Horde and Alliance alike. I get the quest, and it's just another reason for me to hate gnomes. Yeah, just one more reason. Because this is a quest on a timer. Yeah, you got two minutes to kill this thing. <laughs> which means it's got two minutes to kill you, which is about, you know, a minute and 45 seconds longer than it needs. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> so I go out, I get the quest activated again, and I'll walk back out. You know, she summons this thing up. The sneaky freaking gnome was standing there at range, winding one up, hit it, and it was on. It was on him. I'm sitting there shooting at it, thinking I got it first. No, I accidentally helped a gnome on a magic quest. Ah. Because I'm sitting there lighting that sucker up, boy. I mean, I'm hurling fiery spells with reckless abandon and, you know, just audacious panache. Nah, not mine. You didn't notice the turn gray? Nope, I was too busy. I was too busy in my, in my spell rotation. I was in the zone, Jack. <laughs> I, you know, I was there. I mean, it was, I was seething with, you know, magically goodness. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and no. So, I thought the gnome was helping me. I was mistaken <laughs> because the gnome looked at me. You know, he just turned a little bit when it was done, looked at me, and ran away. I Not even try- a thank you. Not even a thank you. What an ass. Damn gnomes. Seriously. Yeah, you know, what do you, what, I think I logged out after that. I mean, because what the hell do you do after that? You just helped a gnome. You have you to go mean, get clean. You didn't, mean to. you didn't mean to, but you did. I mean, you have where to am go. I, yep. Yeah, where am I going to get clean? <laughs> what am I going to go, go back to Silver Moon? You know, I'm, I'll you know I'll teleport back there, and then like, you helped to get home, didn't you? Mm, yeah, we're going to turn you into the giraffe now. Uh, so anyway, I've got a bunch of quests that are like that. You know, they go here and then pick up a bunch of chains. No desire to spend any time whatsoever out in uh, Dustwallow Marsh. And I think, actually, this this is the time. It's not so much your 40s, I don't think. Well, some of your 40s. I'll go that far. Because, you know, the, the new of having a mount usually wears off around 41, 41 and a half. It's your late 30s that gets you in, in the game. Because... You think of the places you get to go. You get to go to Desolace. You get to go to Arathi. One of those things those two th- places have in common. One flight point, way the hell at the end. You've got to just haul your ass all over the place in both of those zones. And it will make you question, you know, really whether you want to do this or not. Because Arathi's got scenery. I mean, you can at least look at some green stuff. You know, there's some interesting stuff to kill that's not going to debuff you for, you know, half of your natural life. But, you know, it's like, go over here and kill these trolls. Okay, when you kill these trolls, we want you to go all the way over there uh. to, <laughs> you know, the circle of turd fondling. <laughs> and... We want you to <laughs> find a pristine taran dropping and shape it into a totem of some type. You know, shape it into an aromatic totem and put it on the altar. And how'd that turn out for you? Uh, I smell what'd funky. What would you summon when that happens? You know, there's some things better left unsummoned. I can let's just leave it at that. <laughs> uh, so, you know, those those are the two zones that make you just want to give up because you got to have some of the quests in there, but they're not going to give you a lift. <laughs> mm. You got to run, you know, all across hell's half acre, you know, to get one eyeball on a stick. And then, oh God! And then, what is it, Stormguard Keep? How the hell did I miss this thing the first time around? Because it was elite. Okay, maybe I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> it used to be all elite in there. They changed it. 
Okay, well they still handed me my butt. Oh no! And they I, yeah, were and not... they were they were not they were seriously they were packed in there. They're, they're packed really in there packed like in cigarettes. There. My God! <laughs> they Seriously. are packed in there, but they used to be elite, which means it was that much worse. Oh yeah! And kudos to you for not turning into the grumpy old troll. Did Rock I, on! I, you. I did not say anything. I you did. I just said it used to be elite because it was. I know, and you know sometimes that's the uh, that, the trigger. That, that's the trigger. <laughs> that's the door that we go through. That uh, you know when we go visit you know the grumpy old troll kind of in the <laughs> in the uh, in, in the pre BC nursing home. Uh, <laughs> so oh, she's got her stories. She's fun. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, yeah. So I got to that point and I decided, okay, I. I can't, I'm not sure I can do this right now. You know, I just, you know, leveled the cow like hell. I don't know if I, I can do this running around right now. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, so let me create something else. And I did. I created a warlock, a blood elf warlock. I decided to take another stab at it. All right. He has a blood elf warlock named Oscura, which I thought was very cool. I was mistaken. It wasn't cool at all. Uh, <laughs> And I thought to myself, okay, let me see if I can do this without summoning the minions. You know, I was going to be the kinder, gentler warlock, you know, that didn't summon soulless things. Uh, And I think it can be done, but it's just difficult. Yeah, but why why would? Just kind of like a hunter not having a pet. I was just going to use that comparison, yeah. Yeah. Why aren't you using all the tools available to that class? Yeah, well, um, I was was just trying to see if it could be done. Oh, I'm uh, sure it can be, yeah. Yeah, but it's just going to be done by somebody, you know, more dedicated and a better player than me. I just couldn't get into it. I tried. And here's what kind of turned me off. It was there's no quick damage. It's all damage over time. Mm-hmm. It seemed, at least that's the way it seemed to me. I mean, now there are going to be people that have played warlocks, you know, way, you know, you know, they've capped out that would probably disagree with me. But there's no instant gratification with a warlock. There's that none I've, of that fireball that you just no, hurl there's and not explode. this. No, seriously, one pyroblast from a mage. I mean, you crit with a pyroblast, and oh my god, <laughs> they're down. I mean, boom. Or if they're not down, their their health bars orange or red, and they're like, "What the hell just happened?" Mm-hmm. You know, with the cow, damage is very instant. I mean, you walk up to something, and uh, uh, the cow walks up to it, hits it with an axe, and then just keeps going. There's damage, and it happens right then, and you can tell, you know. But with the warlock, and now granted, I will say this: I I didn't even get past level 10 I don't think it was all stuff on a timer you know and it was all stuff that kind of hurt them as they went not my thing I tried I, del- I, I, I mugged it and uh, I sent the gold elsewhere so that led me to uh, other alts I'm, I'm working on uh, shaman right now because I just thought to myself you know what shamans are just kind of cool they throw sticks in the ground I mean how neat is that <laughs> uh, and, and, and the I, sticks do stuff. And the sticks do stuff. You got one stick that shoots fire. And the other thing is, I remembered the um, the commercials that uh, Blizz did, and Shatner was a shaman. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, Shatner was a shaman. I, I fiddled around 
with uh, the races there, and I have I wind up having three of each, and I've settled down on a troll. I really like the trolls. I mean, they're just kind of cool. Uh, but the thing that I don't like about them is they can't wear shoes. That just kind of <laughs> bothers me for some reason. The big feet. They got these big two-toed feet yep. with no shoes. I mean, now my now the Madge, the Madge looks like she's wearing a pair of Crocs. Which is not really the thing that I go kicking around and battle with, but hey, you know, if you're gonna wear cloth, I mean, you gotta, you're not gonna be out there with, you know, the big motorcycle boots. Anyway, I played around with the shaman and I tried on the work and I couldn't get into the orc, even though I was like, you know what, orcs have so much history with within this game, and everything kind of stems from the orcs. It seems like, you know, it's orcs and humans. There we go. Everybody else just kind of, yeah, come on. I mean, now don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not totally dissing the elves here, but you know, it seems like you know everybody's had problems with the humans and the orcs are everywhere. And I thought, ah, I can't get this. Okay, let me make a Tauren shaman. Yeah, that'll be cool. Till I looked it up, and the Tauren shaman only has one more intellect. Actually, two, I think. Only two more intellect than the Tauren warrior. Well then. So, I thought, okay, you know, you toss three spells and your man, uh, two spells and your mana's low. Well, that just sucks. <laughs> what the hell am I going to do with this thing? Yeah, he's big. He's his own totem. But, <laughs> you know, he's, he's a totem of bovine wrath. I don't know. And, you know, I had the whole cool backstory because I don't know why, but, you know, he had the same kind of, you know, nose ring. He had the same kind of, you know, hairstyle and et cetera. And, you know, the, the chopped off horns because they were all part of the same little sect. And I was just really kind of getting into it. And then I realized I can only throw two spells and then my man was like, oh, screw this. So off he went. So I have the Troll Shaman now. Green-skinned, kind of that purple-red hair, just looking scary. Didn't get the really big tusks on him, though. Well, they're hard to get through doors. Yeah, that, I mean, that's why, you know, the cow's got the horns that point forward. So anyway, having a decent time with those, and haven't gotten any of them past level 10 yet, but you know what? Making a concerted effort, and once I get to level 21, I'm going to start using that guide that um, uh, Malmok from mm. uh, Drake's Challenged. Uh, brought up on the last show. Brought yeah. up on the last show. Yeah, because starting those starting those things kind of in the middle that's that can be tough because you've got some of the quests but you don't have all the quests that they want you to do and you don't want to have to go back and do a bunch of them so you can get the follow ups to be you know right there. So I'm I'm thinking I'm just 21 starting a guide boom and uh, then I'll just be a big bad freaky shaman now anybody who is playing a shaman and I know that some of you guys are out there I don't know anything about this class really I know they're a little bit of caster they're a little bit of healer they're a little bit of melee to save me <laughs> from having to read reams on reams of theory craft in here on all uh, all three trees send me some emails use a call in line whatever but tell me which what I want to spec do I want to spec you know enhancement resto do I want to spec enhancement elemental you know do I you know tell me what tell me what your uh, experiences are cause I'd really kind of like to know on this one I mean I'm pretty much an open page an open page I'm a blank page whatever <laughs> you know I, I don't know jack crap so help me out but I'll tell you one thing I do know though and 
I think there is a, I know that there is a fallacy that's kind of going around. It's what's the evilest class out there? And you know, I think almost to a man, everybody's going to say, oh, it's the warlock, of course. You know, no disrespect to the warlocks out there, but hey, you know, you do steal souls. You know, I mean, we can't get away from that. I mean, we always kind of come back to that. But really, the evilest class in the game is the Madge. Now, I can hear the eyebrows raising out there. <laughs> Because it kind of shocked me when I came up on this myself. But here's the reasoning. And it came up in Guild Chat one uh, one day. And I can't remember who I was talking to. It may have been Winbot, I'm not sure. The thought is this. Okay, what does a Warlock do? A Warlock's going to hurt you over time. He's going to cast spells at you, and it's, there, there's going to be pain. What does a Madge do? A Madge stands off... They've got distances like hunters, and they're going to fling a fiery spell at you. Not just a little one here, because you don't even see them. You're, you're picking, you're down there, you're picking, you know, the NPCs are there, they're picking weeds, whatever. You know, they're patrolling, they're doing whatever NPCs do when they're acting like they don't know we're around. So, you're over there behind the bushes, and you're winding up one. You're, there you are, you're just massaging the fire, and you fling it. Alright, now, what happens then? They run towards you on fire. Now, while they're doing that, you're throwing more fire at them. And then when they get close enough to you, you freeze them into place and you run away. So you can turn around and shoot more fire at them. Now, if you're really, really evil, while you're doing that, bandage or run back up to them and just hit them with your stick. Because why not just add insult to injury here? <laughs> not only are you on fire, ducking ice, I'm going to hit you with a stick now. Swack, swack, swack. And then I'm going to blink out of the way. And I'm going to shoot a frosty spell at you now. Or maybe I'll just shoot you with my arcane wand. Okay, now what is arcane What? Okay, you've already been on fire. You've already been cold. What does the arcane stuff do? I mean, does it make you itch? Does it make you feel like your insides are turning into your outsides? I mean, does it give you balls, hives, you know, post-nasal drip? What? Or you just feel bad. It gives you a bad headache and thirst. I don't know. <laughs> but there you are with all that. And if you're a really mean, evil, son-of-a-bitch mage, they'll turn you into a sheep, and you'll get better. Only... To start all over again. Okay, I'm bored with you being a sheep now. Fiery spell. And what happens? They just run back towards you again. So yeah, I'm I'm thinking that the class that says I'm gonna set you on fire, freeze your ass in place, and then I'm gonna sit down and have a picnic <laughs> with the food that I conjured while you're burning to death in front of me. That's some kind of evil right there, folks. <laughs> And I don't. I, I'm not sure anybody can top it. That's pretty so, good. That is a different. That is. That's a good take. Yeah. That's a good take, Adam. You thought <laughs> about this. <laughs> I did. Really, I did. I mean, it, I because after uh, the story goes, is I set something on fire and it ran towards me. I froze it in place, blinked out of the way, threw a frost bolt at it so it couldn't run towards me as fast while it was burning, and you know started shooting it with my wand. Because, you know, once you get under 100 health, I mean, I'm not wasting the mana on you. I'm either going to shoot you with my wand and make you, you know, have dandruff, or I'm going to hit you with a stick. And I typed something into guild chat and said, Yes, run towards me burning while I freeze you. Now die! 
And then I realized that, God. That's right. Oh my what God. have I become? <laughs> Holy crap. I mean, with the cow, I just unleash a big mighty moo and, you know, rend your flesh with a sharp thing. No, this is worse. This is personal. <laughs> <laughs> it really just kind of creeps me out to think about it and to think that I'm enjoying playing this class. Um, I think there's something to be said about that. Uh... <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, maybe it's good that I've become a shaman and my other alts become a shaman because I think that'll probably balance it out. They can only do nature damage. Yeah, maybe it's the nature damage that makes you itch. I don't know. But, yeah, maybe that whole thing will balance out. I'm hoping so because I'm not sure I'm liking what I've become. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the the Madge, you know, my Madge looks like Tammy Wynette. I mean, she's the hottest chick in the trailer park, let me tell you right now. I can just see her setting something on fire saying, burn, baby, burn. And that was View from the Barn with Tammy Wanette. No, with Big V. And we thank the mighty evil mage that he has become for doing that for us. Did I miss a memo? I had to. I, I missed a memo. There was a Pally memo that went out, and, and I missed it somehow. I must have deleted it from my mailbox. I don't understand. I, I, I know how. I don't pay attention. That's how. I missed a memo that other people knew about, and I did not. And here I am a Pally. What am I talking about? This is probably old news by now. By now, this is old news. But, you know, it's new to me. And what this memo, I think, said was that the snowflake in Silver Moon City has been stolen. Now, like I said, I think this has gone on, this went on probably months by now, but I am only just now catching up, okay? And the reason I am catching up just now is because I had rolled a wee small pally on the Draenor server with our friends, the Blossom and Blood Guild, and just a little character to kind of run around and go la 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 la, and nothing uh, on any level of terrible, you know, level grinding. It's just kind of, you know, hey, a hangout character. That is what the pally on that server is. She is a hangout character. Just gonna hang out and go, hey, how you doing? But obviously I do play her. <laughs> She's still not level one, but she just levels slowly. And I reach the threshold. I get to the point, I get to level 12 with her. And at level 12, most classes it's level 10, on the pally it's level 12. You get your first class quest. And it involves going out to an island, and going into a cave, and ringing the bell, and another paladin shows up and tries to kill you, and you kill them instead. And you go back and say, hey, I killed this guy, and they say, okay, go heal him. Which is kind of odd, but okay, it's neat in a way, too. And you go and heal him, and you go back to the trainer, and he says, okay, go down to the secret pally room. Go forth into the secret pally room. And speak to so-and-so down there. And he will advance your training further. Fine. Now, the first time I had done this quest was with my, my pink paladin, my main paladin. And I remember this part. 
I remembered because it took me forever to find the freaking room. That's why. They really don't give you directions. They say, yeah, it's downstairs. Go find it. So it took me a while. That's why I remember it so vividly. But you go down to the secret pally room, which isn't really a secret because everyone knows where the hell it was except for me. And I go down there. Now, the first time I went down there, you go down there uh, the first time with my, my pink pally. And you go through the, the curtains into the big room. And there, suspended before you, is a pissed off snowflake being held in place by five or six other paladins type people, people of magic, holding it in place. And, and you can say it's a pissed off snowflake because it has a frowny face. So this is not a pleasant snowflake to be hanging out there. And you go to the trainer and he, you know, congratulations on passing your first test. Now take your, you know, your, take your place among the, the blood knights of the horde. Go take your place amongst them and drain your power from this snowflake. And that will be the source of your magical magical abilities of light. Drain it from the snowflake. Be not afraid, young one. Go. This is your destiny. Ba 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 ba. And it's a very ritualistic kind of thing, and it's cool. And you drain your power from the pissed off snowflake and go back to the guy who says, "Ah, now you experience the true light," and whatever the hell else he said. And you move on. Well, my latest pally reaches this point, and now I know where the room is. So I go downstairs, and snowflake's gone. Instead, there's six guys looking hungover, lying in various points in this room. And your trainer. And you go to the trainer and say, um, what happened? And the trainer says, oh, that wicked, wicked monkey Kalthos came and stole a snowflake. So now you must drain your power from Fred over there. Little anticlimactic. Little bit. Not nearly as, um... Epic, shall we say, as it once was. Now it's, uh, go, yeah, pick somebody. Go pick, uh, yeah, yeah, Fred. Fred's fine. Go, go drain your power from Fred. Because these guys now carry the source of the pissed off snowflake within them. So you could, so now all paladins are draining their power from him instead of the snowflake. I missed a memo, though, about the snowflake heist. Now, you'd think this would be a little bit more prominently displayed around Silver Moon. Like little wanted posters up or something of the snowflake. You know, missing, reward, last seen with, and the pissed off snowflake there. By the way, I'm calling it a snowflake because I'm sorry, that's what it freaking looks like to me, okay? It looks like a big damn snowflake. You can call it whatever you want. It's a snowflake. And yeah, there's one in Shatrath, there's several in Shatrath, and amongst Outlands, there are snowflakes all over the place. And this one, though, this one was pissed off because it had a frowny face. You looked at it, it had a very unhappy frowny face on it. It was not a happy snowflake. Here's, so I missed the, the snowflake memo first off. The snowflake heist memo. All this time, my pink pally is just using his spells and had no idea it was coming from Manny, Moe, and Jack hanging out down in that place. No clue. Didn't notice any interruption of power. Didn't notice anything. So I gotta say, hey, these guys did pretty good. Didn't notice the switch. Uh, from a new pally standpoint, it's a little, like I said, um, anticlimactic, but okay. Here's something I don't get, and perhaps our listeners out there can help me. Here's what I'm trying to figure out. A couple of things about this, this uh, interesting story twist. I'm trying to figure out. My first question is, how the hell did Kale get the snowflake out? Because now, for those who haven't seen the snowflake, I'm sure almost every, I'm not going to say everyone because I know a lot of you guys, some guys haven't made it out to Outlands yet. And that's cool. When you get there, you're going to see the snowflake. There is a big ass snowflake smack in the middle of Shatrath. It is not that big. But let me tell you, the snowflake is pretty damn big. It's 
you got, you know, it's it's several, you know, if you were had to stand your little character next to it, it's several feet over your head. It's big. And I'm wondering, now, how did Kale sneak this guy out without, what, being noticed? The damn thing wouldn't fit through the halls. Because you have halls, you know, these spiral staircase or whatever going down in these twisty turning halls to get the secret snowflake room. He couldn't have snuck it out through the halls. I mean, what did he show up with, a dolly? Did he show up with, like, workman's cap and a clipboard and a dolly and said, Alright, yeah, well, we got orders here to move the snowflake. Uh, you guys clear out, you know. Hey, you're holding me up here. I gotta deliver this guy. Come on, let's go. Somebody sign. It was probably Fred who signed, too. What do you want, bet? Anyway. I mean, how did he... What, he melt it? Did he get coming in with a hair dryer and go... And just melt it down? Then suck it up with, like, a vac... You know, like a wet-dry vac? And, and reformed it somewhere out in Outlands? I'm trying to figure out... And then, what did no one notice? This giant snowflake working its way through Silvermoon. Not to mention, as I said, it's a pissed off snowflake. I don't think it went too willingly. I don't think the snowflake was very uh, cooperative about this whole endeavor. So that's the first thing I can't quite get figured out is, well, how did he move it? And what? Everyone woke up and went, oh, it's gone. How? What? Nobody saw this? I can't figure that out. And the other thing is I can't figure out why. Was that in the memo that I missed? Why he swiped it? I mean, it was obviously, I'm sure, for a power. Did, did Kale lose his freaking mind? Is that it? Because now it's like he's a dirty word. It used to be, you know, Kalefoss, leader of the Blood Elves, rah, rah, rah. Now he's like, ew, him. We don't talk about him anymore like the black sheep that being said there are still freaking statues of the guy everywhere everywhere in silver moon there are those huge ass statues of him everywhere what i can't figure out is why hasn't somebody like there's no graffiti on him nobody's put a mustache and like eyeglasses on him and stuff nobody's written el barto <laughs> if you get that reference you're good if you get that reference you're one of my kind of people so i can't quite get this one why did he take it? Do we get a chance to catch up to the snowflake and maybe, like, save the snowflake? That could be fun. <laughs> Imagine your group. Imagine your raid group all heisted up the snowflake. Over here, okay, everyone, move! That would be a new twist to a raid, wouldn't it? Save the snowflake. So I'm just wondering about that. I missed the memo, though. The initial memo that went out announcing that it was taken, I missed. I, I, yes, I know. Terrible. And who knows? Maybe some of you thought missed the memo, too. I missed it. Or maybe, here's the question. See, maybe they're just using Kale as like a scapegoat. Maybe he didn't actually swipe it. Maybe like these six guys hanging out down there. I mean, you gotta get bored. So maybe they thought it'd be like a fun thing. You know, because they're down there, they're isolated. They like have no interaction with anyone else. They're there imprisoning the snowflake. So maybe one of them got it in their head. Not Fred. Not our buddy Fred. It's gotta be another one of them. George. It was probably George. Have you noticed? I'm just naming NPCs. Anyway, George probably said, you know what? Let's, you know, I'm, I'm tired of this, this holding this snowflake prisoner. Let's, let's have a weenie roast. And they lit a big bonfire and they, they had, you know, a good time. And they, they made some, some burgers and some hot dogs and they had some crabs maybe and a couple of beers and played a little volleyball. And then they all like sacked out and nobody put the fire out so that when they awoke in the morning, there was like this puddle. There's this giant puddle where the snowflake was. And they went, oh crap. Oh crap. What are we going to do? We melted the freaking snowflake. What are we going to do now? Our asses are so gonna get burned on this one guys oh oh what can we say um um okay wait i got it i got it hey i know we'll say kalthos came in with a dolly and wheeled him out of here 
here. I'm just being silly at this point, but I really want to know. Actually, I really do want to know what the hell happened. I missed the memo. So what happened here? And uh, yeah, it was a little disappointing as a new paladin. Having fond memories of that little um, rite of passage as a new wee paladin and then going back and like, yeah, just drain Fred over there. It just doesn't really have the same impact as it did before. And it makes you look at casting as a pally in a whole different light, no pun intended. Just in a whole new way. Makes you look at this and go, ooh, ain't coming from the pissed off snowflake. I did, on the other hand, what I did do was I consulted on this whole snowflake matter. I consulted our resident lore keeper, Corlina. I said, Corlina will know, she knows everything. So I, I sent Corlina a note saying, hey, what went down here? This is the answer I got back. It says, I'm afraid all I can offer is speculation on that part. Maru, the snowflake, is the source of the Blood Knight's paladin's power. So it could be an attempt on Kael'thas' part to severely hinder the offensive capabilities of the Shattered Sun offensive. But of course, that'd never happen, since the pally boards would just be overflowing with fire and flame if suddenly every Sindorai pally went back to level one. No skills, just a huge sword. Ah well, sorry I couldn't be much help. No, I appreciate you taking the time, Corlina, to, to answer that. And all I can say is, if you don't know what went down, man, Blizz just whipped this out of their butts. They just, I don't know what they're thinking. They just went whoop and whipped it out. Because if you don't know, nobody knows. But I thank you for taking the time to answer the, the question. I appreciate it. And yeah, can you imagine every pally going back to level one? <gasps> oh... Oh my god. Just imagine that for a moment. Imagine every pally on all servers. Horde. Talk about talk about favoritism if that happened. Wow. Oh wow. We'd be screaming. I'd be screaming. I'd be in the front line. It's like you don't even like the pally, so what? I worked hard at him. Damn it. But anyway, thank you very much for taking the time to answer that. So, to any of our listeners, if you know what happened, if you got, like, some inside info on the Snowflake Lowdown here, that would be very cool if you could send us a note and let us know what the hell happened, because I would like to know. Just my own personal curiosity, I'm curious about this. So I wanted to share that with you guys, my own observations of things that happen in game that I missed. And now that's all I have to say about that. We are going to move on. We are going to move away from the snowflake. Just let that settle for now. And instead, we're taking a different route. We're going to do a different route in our uh, programming here. And now we are going to bring you the sweet tones of that undead warlock known as Zog. Hey, Zog! Give us the blog, man. Don't make us come and get it. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another Zog blog. I have finally banked in my WoW card, and let me say, it is good to be back. Now, I doubt, uh, for those of you who aren't in the guild, wouldn't know this, but I've actually left Zog in Zangramarsh because he, he's just tired of 
the giant jellyfish is totally killing him, and he's actually made a druid on the Mandaraz server, which would naturally imply that yes, I have joined the Directionally Challenged Guild, and let me just say, you guys are awesome! Every single one of you is absolutely wicked. After that, I'd like to say, um, wow, I have email. This is totally cool. Let's get right into that, and then I will get into the onslaught of things I have to talk about for this month. My first email comes to me from online. Hello, Zog. Wow, this is my very first email to you, and it's going to be a little bit of a long one. Moaning, ranting, but you did ask for it. So there we were. Offline, Shaman Magic, and I. Doing an ST run at as you We got a healer called Varsis, auto joined us through the LFM channel. Immediately we could tell that we'd have problems with him when the very first question he asked on the party chat was, why are you called offline? I mean seriously, what kind of a question is that? Why does it matter? I know it could have been a simple curiosity, but sometimes when people type things, you can just tell what they mean. Anyway, so other things that this tosser did, although I think tosser is too light a word for him, he criticized Shaman and I saying because we respect enhancement and shadow that neither of us were proper healers. The only one was him because he was a holy spec. Um, okay, I'm not, I'm just gonna pause for a minute. This guy's already sounding like a complete idiot, but, uh, uh, if it were me, I would have dropped him at that point. I mean, dungeons are total group activities. If you, if you get someone like that, just drop them, just drop them. They're not worth the time. Anyways, moving on, I've run sh through shadow spec priests before and they heal quite well. On my shaman, I was healing instances and outlands very well, with no one saying anything about the fact that I was mostly elemental spec. The difference is the spec. I still need similar gear at this stage, plus spell and healing. He also, whoa, hold up. He refused to heal shaman because he was level 46 and refused to buff everyone. Oh my god, this guy's ridiculous. I'm just, well, da, 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 wow, this is quite a long email, so I'm just gonna give you guys a summary here. Basically, he was very self-serving. He completely ignored Shaman for being the minimum level of the instance, and he told Offline Off for not being in defensive stance. He told Shaman Off for accidentally grabbing aggro a couple times, which is easy enough. We all do it. And even though he, even though Offline was handling him, the final straw came when Offline got turned into a frog. I think it was, which required a magic dispel. I was busy DPSing and watching, um, watching my thread. Offline typed in he needed to be dispelled, uh, but because he didn't spell it correctly. <laughs> For brains, i.e. Varsis, or whatever the heck you want to spell it, uh, refuse to dispel him. I mean, seriously, any player starting to get serious about WoW has different add-ons which can tell you when you have things that need dispelling. But I am fairly sure that seeing a frog jumping around and the fact that everyone else is starting to die would should clue you in on the fact that this guy needs to be dispelled and started to be healed. Not this guy, no, he didn't spell, dispel it right. He goes, oh yeah, Shaman didn't spell it right. I couldn't understand it. Yeah, lots of curse words went flying out of my mouth at that stage. In the end, I told him he was a douchebag and, and told offline on party chat uh, that we needed to boot this guy fast. As soon as he did, I put the guy on the ignore list so I didn't have to deal with his whining and bitching. Okay, that's it I believe. I may have forgotten one or two things because offline and I had to tunnel vision to level 58, so it took me a couple days to write this. Oh, and before I forget, uh, very much enjoying hearing you from FDH Radio. Going to listen to episode 20 as soon as offline gets home from work. Thanks for reading my rant regards online and offline who I cc'd and shaman because he knows I am right sending this. Wow. Okay. Where do I begin? These are the kinds of players that completely trash the experience for everybody else. This this is like the epitome and the core. 
this is the foundation for an undercover alliance. I, I would nominate this guy for like butt cheek of the year if it, if there weren't one single thing that was gonna top that topped him, which I'm going to talk about very very soon. Um, I apologize for not reading your whole email, but my tongue is just all over the place today, and uh, it it is quite long. So, thank you guys very much. First fan mail, yay! And I am totally enjoying playing with you guys on the Directionally Challenge Guild. Moving on, I have an email from Jebdo, who was on last week's, or last week's, last month's segment. He writes, Ah, Zog of XP. I don't really have anything to say, but I thought I should send something to Zog, because it's really a shame he's only received an email from Precaution before, which really doesn't count since we both know him IRL. Actually, this probably doesn't count either. Whatever. I should probably say, probably say something useful. Oh, I know. I think you should give us all an impression of some of your favorite forsaken jokes, flirts, and other emotes. I know you want it. But seriously, I seek your opinion on something. Oh, great, Zog. Yes, I am great, for the record. When you think about it, the only playable race in WoW that is actually evil is the Forsaken. I mean, the orcs weren't actually evil, they were under demonic control. Although the Forsaken did escape the Scourge, they aren't really any less bad than them. Don't believe me? Go roll an undead character and listen to the opening cinematic for them. The narrator describes them as also trying to poison the rest of the world. Or do some other dastardly thing act. My question is... Since you already have mentioned the dilemma of there being no enemies after Wrath of the Lich King, what if the Forsaken were the enemy? Suddenly all players are reorganized into factions of Forsaken and everyone else. That'd be crazy. The game would change completely. They'd have to completely redo the Forsaken class, making them a faction instead. And guess what? That would be a perfect time for you to implement your idea of different Forsaken races. You could have all the ra- had of all the races for one faction, and Forsaken faction would be made up of their undead counterparts. That would be so cool, and the game would be far more PvP orientated. One more question: When are you going to start selling Zogan Zogan Fogger Elixir, your trusty warlock apprentice, Jebdo? Well, uh, I'm not personally a drinking fan. Actually, I've never been drunk in WoW. Never really seen the attraction. About your question about me being great, no, um, the Forsaken, um, changing the game like that would really be more complex than just that. I mean, yeah, it'd be way more PvP orientated, and that may actually deter a lot of players from actually playing the game because not everyone enjoys pvp for the most part i don't it means a uh, lag to hell and you know a lot of people i really don't want a person jumping up and down in my course it just kind of ruins the game for me i i mentioned way 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 back in one of my first write-ins that the blood rage syndrome is very very contagious and very easy to get and it can have you shouting profanity in every direction for you know a good couple minutes as for the enemy thing uh the forsaken yeah i guess they're a little more evil a little more sinister than your average Azerothian, but, you know, cut them some slack. They're not all bad. Okay, that's a lie. Yeah, they're all bad, but, yeah, you never know. I mean, somehow, I I don't think it would work because there's still that language barrier thing going on with all the other races. I mean, suddenly the Horde and the Alliance are made up together. Does the language barrier all of a sudden magically drop? Doesn't, Doesn't really make sense, and even for Blizzard, that'd just be one huge mess waiting to happen. On your first request of wanting me to uh, recite some of my favorite Forsaken jokes and flirts, maybe just a couple, one or one or two, one, just two, two, that's it, two. Hey diddle diddle, the mucus and the spittle, the corpse sank in the lagoon, the murloc meant to see such a sight, and the dwarf spanked the baboon. 
Any of you who played an undead male will totally get that joke, and it's totally awesome. Uh, second one. Um, let me think. Oh, oh, I got one. Roses are gray. Violets are gray. I'm dead and I'm colorblind. And there you go, Jebdo. Hopefully that'll satisfy your needs to hear me acting like an idiot. Moving on, I have one last email, and it goes, Dear Zog, you are a noob. Scarabius, otherwise known as Precaution. Well, Precaution, I'd like to thank you for your lovely note, and I would like to remind you that this is coming from a guy who named his tune after a dung beetle. And that pretty much wraps things up for emails, which means I can actually get into the content. Wow. Ever, ever since I started getting back into the game, there's been, you know, within the first couple days, I had a lot to talk about. Let's, let's start things off nice and simple when I created my druid. Yes, it's a druid. I know, I know. It's a war. I'm a warlock at heart, you know. I have the soul or lack thereof of a, of a warlock. So just, I just wanted to try it. When I started out my giant cow, um, I was level two, running around the camp doing the basic starter quests. When this one guy by the name of Big Ham, who is also level two, walks up to me and spits and slaps me. I go, you know, I, I try and ignore him. I try and ignore him. That's what that's what most general people do. You know, he's just being an idiot. So I, I ignore him. And so he spits and he slaps me again. So I go around and I say, what are you, four? And he private messaged me under, oh, no, wait. Before that, he called me an ass in public chat. In public chat, so everyone can hear, he called me an ass for me for him spitting and slapping on me and me saying, you know, bugger off. And so then he private messages me, uh, what are you, one? Okay, at this point, I, I'm getting pretty fed up with this guy. You know, I didn't do anything to deserve being treated like this. So all of a sudden, all the guild chats start coming up and people are trying to recruit for a new guild. They're all going, you know, we're the guild of so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we're a nice, fun guild. And if you're a relaxed and good casual player, give us a shout. So I typed into the public chat for all of Mogor to hear. Well, if that's the case, then don't invite Big Ham because he is because he just insulted me for him spitting and slapping on me. Yeah, that didn't ha make him too happy. So what does the guy do? Does he learn his lesson? No. He goes and he stalks me all the way to level 5. He actually went tra around trying to take every single one of my kills, whether it was boars or cats or freaking walk pigs with two legs. What are they called? Razor manes? Yes, that's it. Razor manes. He, he would go around and kill everything before I had the chance to even attack it. This guy is a prick. He, he's exactly like the guy in uh, Offline's email. Wow. This, this, he had me so frustrated, I was seeing red. And then, within the next 20 minutes, I got another guy. A chef. Get this. Gold beggar. I'm level 6, and I'm getting gold beggar. This guy, by the name of Rosbros, begged me for 9 gold. Now, I can't remember exactly who it was in the last segment, or last couple of segments ago, but gave me a very wonderful idea. So, uh, he go he types in again. 9 gold, please. So... I go, sure, just give me seven gold, please. And he goes, no, 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 please give me nine gold. And again, I type in, sure, seven gold, please, seven gold, please. Until he shouts out, no, I need nine gold. And I just continue stalking him around going, seven gold, please, seven gold, please, until he actually left me alone. Honestly, I'm level six. I don't have a wealthy tune. My main is on the other server is level 64 and I can barely cough up 35 gold. Why, why do you think I have anything? People like this make me so frustrated, it's unbelievable. But it gets worse. The next day, me, 
Aquina, and Jebdo are on Jebdo's old Alliance Ventrilo server. Oh god. Yes, I know it's Alliance, and trust me, everyone on there except me and Aquina and Jebdo, everyone else acted like totally stereotypical Alliance. Now this one guy, we're just merrily, you know, minding our own business, there's an empty little segment in the Ventrilo chat, and we're just doing our thing, and then a guy logs in by the name of Super Gay Asian Mexican Talking Goat, and we're going, okay, uh, hello? And instead of talking or saying hi, he presses the talk button and he goes <laughs> over and over and over again. So we mute him. What does he do? He leaves the chat room. So like, great. But then he pops back in. And so the super gay Asian Mexican talking goat once again repeats the process. And every time we tried to get rid of him, he would just go back. He would just leave the chat room and come back. So he was unmuted and do the same thing. So the super gay Mexican Asian talking goat was eventually, eventually we just quit the freaking Ventrilo server. He spammed us that much. So I know this guy plays WoW. I may not be on this server, oh, on the Mandaron server, but I'd like to nominate the super gay Asian Mexican talking goat for Butt Cheek of the Week. Funny thing is about that server, uh, the Ventrilo server that is, that um, we we then actually talked to Jebdo's old Alliance Guild, and they they were ridiculous. We, we told them about the super gay Asian Mexican talking goat, and they were laughing at it. They were like, "Oh my gosh, that is so funny! I would like totally do that, dude." Um, wow. Now I see where the Alliance gets their name from. Um, these people were obviously kids, and they should the entire guild should just be burned. Wow. And there's more. Actually, no, there isn't. Well, just a couple other things. Uh, I was up at the Bloodhoof Village shortly after that beggar, you know, totally wrecked my day. This guy, by the name of Destino, D-E-S-T-I-N-O, came up on a giant mount of some sort. I can't really remember what kind it was, but he was wearing some kind of tear gear. And he just rides up to me, doesn't say a word, and he opens a trade channel. Now, I'm thinking he's probably going to beg me for gold or just be a jerk or something like this, but no. He actually gave me several free health potions along with a nether weave bag where at 16 slot bags at level 6 are pretty hard to come by he then gave one to my friend uh, to my friend and also another member of the directionally challenged guild aquina hey so i gave this guy a huge shout out that was you know totally out of the blue but totally appreciated thank you man also while we're doing shout outs i have one or two more uh, to go out to and one of them would be another member of the directionally challenged guild by the name of Gnome Tripper. God, man, I love your name. Oh, I wish I had thought of it. That is so cool. Um, ever since the level one, Gnome Tripper's been sending me a fair amount of letter gear to help me on my way. And trust me, it's been a big help. Totally been uh, awesome about it. I don't even have to ask him. It just appears in my mail, and it's a wonderful delight in my day to see. So, Gnome Tripper, thank you on behalf of Aquina and I. That pretty much wraps things up, except for a couple more points here. Angie Ed, I noticed in the last, in episode 20, you brought up the subject of a console game for Warcraft. Now, I'm not sure if I was on some kind of hallucinogen at the time. I don't generally do drugs. I never recall doing drugs. But if I was on some kind of hallucinogen, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure. Don't, don't, you know, don't write me down in the gospel for this. But I'm pretty sure at some point I have seen a Warcraft 2 PS game. I remember the fact that a lot of you guys haven't even played Warcraft 1 or 2. But there has been at some point 
been a Warcraft game for the console, be it PS1 or PS2. I don't know if I'm crazy or not, go look that up. Just a nifty little fact there for you guys. That pretty much wraps things up for this month. Uh, I'm totally enjoying being online. Oh, one more thing. I have had an ingenious idea. I have a little story for you guys. So there I was, level 10, flying my way, well not flying, portaling my way to Moonglade. And once I read Moonblade, I see to my horror nothing but giant masses of bunnies and critters. Now, any of you who support me in this motive will, will understand when I say I was truly horrified and I did everything I could to slaughter every bunny in a near mile radius. But they just keep coming. There, there's there's never-ending supply of them. So, I have come up with an ingenious idea. We take our best engineers and our best flyers and we dig ourselves a hole to Moonglade so that we may ravage the bunny scourge. Yes, Big V, I did say that. I think it's an I think it's an incredible idea and we need some serious initiative to get behind this this idea, guys. Alright, so that will pretty much wrap things up for this week or month. Why do I keep saying week? I think I've gotten used to this by now, but no. That wraps things up for now and hopefully you all are doing very well. I hope to see you guys online and I am totally psyched about being back. Um, Directionally Challenged Guild, huge shout out to every single one of you and anyone I may have forgotten. You guys are awesome. Just as awesome as Big V and Anti-Ed say you are. Yeah, strength and honor for the Horde. And we thank Zog for his blog. Very interesting stuff that's been happening to you there. Not all good, but not all bad. I will say I was highly impressed, highly impressed with your impersonation of an undead. So much, in fact, that I had to do a comparison. I had to do a comparison check of you versus the, quote, real deal. And I'm here now to share with our listeners that very comparison and let you hear for yourself how good Zog is. Hey, diddle diddle, the mucus and the spittle, the corpse sank in the lagoon. The murloc meant to see such a sight, and the dwarf spanked the baboon. Hey, diddle diddle, the mucus and the spittle, the corpse sank in the lagoon. The murloc said to see such a sight, and the dwarf spanked the baboon. Roses are gray, violets are gray. I'm dead and I'm colorblind. Roses are gray, violets are gray. I'm dead and colorblind. I was highly impressed. I, wa I was highly impressed and a little frightened that you knew that off the top of your head. But anyway, we are now going to go into our second break. So, here's one you haven't heard in a while. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Despair sublime, but I'm chasing for the time. 
I was hearing Beatles in there. I don't know about you, but I was hearing a little touch of Beatles going down in that. That was The Sketches and Secret Alphabets. And you can find all of our fine musical tunes played on today's show at www.garageband.com. We have a special treat again. Our friend Zathras has again provided us with very cool, useful mod information. So to delay no further, we shall not. Do you want to make more money? Of course we all do. 
got blood everywhere. I'm really sorry about that, everyone. Now, I, I mentioned helping people make some money in Warcraft, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Sally Struthers just appeared. I'm really lucky I found her before she started heading you all off to go feed starving children in Africa or something. Anyway, I hadn't planned to review these add-ons quite yet, but since Big V said he didn't know how to play the auction house, I figured this would be as good a time as any. Now, some of us have wealthy benefactors to help fund our characters, but most of us have to do it the old-fashioned way and grind to be able to afford our better armor or equipment. Now, after a good grind session, you could sell your items to the vendors, but everyone knows that they don't pay nearly anything what the items are worth. The auction house is the smartest place to make the most amount of gold in the shortest amount of time. But how do you know what to charge? Or even worse, when you buy something, how do you know if you're getting ripped off? Well, loyal listeners, have no fear. Zathras has your solution. As a matter of fact, I have two. You're welcome. The first one I'm going to tell you about is Auctioneer. Now, some of you may have already heard this name thrown around, but not known exactly what it is. Auctioneer, very simply, is a collection of add-ons that will help you make the most money possible in the shortest amount of time. When you first log in after installing the Auctioneer suite, you will suddenly find you have a lot more information available to you. Now, don't panic here. Let's say you're turning in a quest and you have a choice between the pink or the blue bunny slippers of death. You can't wear either one and both are bind on pickup, so you can't auction them. How do you know what to choose? Now, the Auctioneer suite will tell you exactly what the vendors will pay for each item. The pink slippers might fetch 3 gold, 35 silver, but the blue ones, on the other hand, could sell for 4 gold, 63 silver. The choice is obvious. Thank you very much, Auctioneer. But of course, as the name suggests, its main focus is to help you become a maverick at the auction house. The first time you open the auction window after installing the add-on, you'll see a number of tabs. For the moment, ignore them. The main focus is the scan button at the bottom of the first tab. This is your friend. Love the scan button. Every day for a week, you want to scan the auction house once a day. Why, you ask? Well, Auctioneer comes with a generic pricing database, but that's not anything you want to rely upon. What happens when you scan is that Auctioneer takes a look at all the auctions and customizes itself to the individual economy of your server. This way, when you list a stack of linen cloth, your pricing won't be too high or too low, just priced right to sell for the most the game economy is willing to bear. Now, depending on your server, when you do scan, it can take anywhere from 5 to 20 minutes. So, go and make yourself a sandwich. And thus, we come to the heart of the add-on, listing auctions. Now, after a week of scanning, Auctioneer will have a pretty good idea of how things should and shouldn't be priced on your server. You then go to your Post-Auctions tab and tell it what you want to sell. Auctioneer will automatically fill in the minimum bid and the buyout price. You just tell it to list the item, and you're in the auction business. Now, for some of you who are adventurous, Auctioneer also includes an add-on called Bottom Scanner. Think of this as your personal shopper. It will go through all the auctions that are active and look for things that are priced too low. It will return two types of responses, either resale or vendor. Resale simply means that Auctioneer thinks you should buy the item and relist it at a different price. Resale will give you the greatest profit potential, but you should know you can lose money if someone doesn't buy your auction. On the other hand, vendor is a profit maker's dream. This means that someone has priced their auction below what even the vendor would pay. Snap that one up for a quick profit and sell it at the vendor. Now you can download Auctioneer at auctioneeraddon.com. When you go there, you'll see Auctioneer Classic and Auctioneer Advanced. Grab Classic for now. You can always upgrade later. 
The interface is easier to understand and it doesn't have as many filters that'll screw around with your head. The other add-on is WoW Econ. This one operates on a very similar principle to Auctioneer, but it takes a slightly different approach. While Auctioneer looks at what things are currently listed for at the auction house, WoW Econ looks at what things have sold for. Also, you don't need to scan with WoW Econ since it downloads all of its data from the author's server before you even load World of Warcraft. In layman terms, what this means is you'll run the WoW Econ updater, it downloads all of its updated data, and then it runs World of Warcraft. You can grab WoW Econ from WoWEcon.com. There is a free version of WoW Econ as well as a subscription one. WoW Econ does not, however, automatically insert pricing data when you list an auction. So if you want to use that functionality, you'll also need to install Mava Auction House Tools, which can be found at worldofwar.net. So you have a choice in which add-on you want to use. Auctioneer has a lot of individual components that make up its suite, but WoW Econ uses more system resources. Even if you decide not to use either one of these add-ons, you should head over to WoWEcon.com just so you can see the elaborate market graphs for all the pixels in World of Warcraft. It'll really remind you of day traders. This has been Zathras with your tri-weekly add-on tip, reminding you, never eat calamari from a drain eye. Thank you, Zathras, for your very cool information. That was very helpful to myself. As I have said, I, I know very little about mods, and it's nice that someone who does is actually talking about them, which is cool. And Auctioneer is a very cool one, and I had it, and I actually hadn't updated it in quite a while. So I went ahead and I updated it, and it's very, very slick. So thank you very much for taking the time and doing that for us. No, don't touch me until you go to the auction house and trade that shit in for a Thunder Fury. You know I can't afford the Blessed Blade of the Wind Seeker. Then level the fuck up and stop getting pawned by farm animals and arachnids and shit. That's easy for you to say. You're level 70. Goddamn right I am, noob. Was that not just too fun? What you just heard was the opening to a YouTube video. And I had to share that, that small opening with you to entice you to please check this out because it is really good. That was, Some of you may have recognized it. For those who didn't, that was taken from the opening of World of Wifecraft, which was live action, little skit that was performed and is up on YouTube. It is brilliant. It is very brilliant and it is very funny. The other one I want to mention to you guys, of course, all of these are going to be up on our website, but the other one you should check out also is World of Workcraft. If you haven't seen this, another must-see machinima. This is machinima now. Also, brilliant piece of work. These were, were suggested to us by folks in our Directionally Challenged Guild, so huge thanks to you guys. But you got, I have to share them with you guys. You have to see these. I will link them up on the website, but of course you can always just go type in World of Wifecraft or World of Workcraft and check them out. Good, good stuff. And we'll tickle your funny bone. All right, let us get our final segment kicked off. Actually, we've kind of been kicking off anyway, but eh, we'll get it kicked off now. And I'd like to start by giving a shout-out. Yes, I have two shout-outs myself that I'd like to give. These go out to to Zathras, who you just heard, but huge shout-out to Zathras, and to Arcane2, to both of you, for 
Going Up on Podcast Alley. We, Big V and I had mentioned in our last show, we had had a not so glowing review from someone who had listened to the show. And apparently we were being blamed for a lot of bad things happening in the world over the past five centuries, I think. But both Zathras and Arcane 2 came up and posted their own reviews of the show on Podcast Alley. Thank you very, very much for that. Very appreciative. And uh, I'm glad no, I, nobody has sent in uh, an email saying, yeah, we agree. And if you do, we'd like to hear from you and find out why. Uh, I thank you both very much for taking the time to do that. And I, Arcane 2... <laughs> love your answer uh, I love that uh, that answer if you want to see it by the way you want to see what we're talking about if you haven't checked it out check out podcast alley uh, we were bumped because every um, month all the what do you want to call it voting resets so we were actually la- uh, last month we were number two on the list which was so cool it's now brand new July and we got bumped so <laughs> we're not on the list yet but that's okay that's cool go check it out and if you want to see what i'm talking about as far as reviews so thank you both very much for doing that we got a phone call from our buddy esk yes who amongst other things has some very interesting news to share hello the mightiest anti-ad yes big b you know you're awesome with any of these names you know Get shit in love. Anyway, Annie S. Big V. I did a little bit of uh, undercover work. Uh, do Halo 3, actually. So I was playing in a game, and uh, this kid named BTU in the Alley, it's a weird name, comes up and he's like, Wow, I just listened to this podcast because on my gamer tag it says that I used to play well. And he's like, Yeah. I see you used to play WoW. He was like, don't ever listen to Spoil Horde Radio because it sucks and I hate the Alliance and I don't know how you can do that. And I confronted him and I was like, so uh, why why do you hate it so much? And he's like, because I hate Alliance. I mean, I already said that. I was like, why why do you play Alliance? He's like, because there's so much more mature and they don't think they like being monsters and all this crap that keeps throwing at me. And he said that he sent you guys a message in game, and I'm thinking the hit and run, maybe. I'm I'm not sure, you know, because his name was beat you, the letter U, in the alley, the alley alliance maybe. I don't know. Anyway, I challenged him to a one-on-one, and I beat his ass. That's right. Uh, anyway, really all I had for you guys. Finally got a chance to slip out and call you, and. Hopefully, can keep up with you guys. I managed to listen to episode 20, and it was awesome, like always. Boy, you guys are awesome. Big V, stay away from the bunnies. To do it, don't don't fall into the trap. And I'm here for you. You can cover me for protection. Don't worry, I got you. Huh? How about that? I thought that was very interesting. That we may have identified our run by, our hit and run, our hit whisperer. and run whisperer, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. That and how how coincidental is that? I mean, you're playing another game and you come up on them. That is just 
<laughs> but yeah, it just makes you wonder. Uh, yeah, you're right. What is the the odds of that happening? But stranger things have happened. You should tell him though to go back and listen to our response to him. Actually, Court's response to him. <laughs> and, and let him know how devastated we are yeah, that exactly. he does not like the show. We are devastated and, and weeping. Are you De- weeping? I, I'm beside myself. My eyes, tear, my eyes welled up as dreadful. It is. So let him know how distraught we are and that he should listen to our answer. Unfortunately, we're not going to tell him what episode we address that on, so he'll just have to listen to all of them to find out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so hey, nice detective work there, Esk. Very good. Thank you, partner. Thank you for calling in with that. We have another phone call. This comes to us from our friend Precaution. Hi, Brotherhood Radio. It's Precaution. I just wanted to thank you guys for giving me an invite to uh, Direction of the Challenge Guild on Madaran on an alt undisclosed name. <laughs> um, I wanted to give a shout out to my friend Cup, Cupolo. He's a troll mage from the E-Trig server. Um, recently Cup had his character and his account hacked and he lost everything and now he can't get back on. So shout out to you Cup for trying everything to get it back and good luck in getting it back. And to whoever hacked him, I hope you rot and burn and turn into an alliance. Because that's exactly where you belong, among the scoundrels and the pigs and the... Grrr, wrecking all my friends' hard work. Anyhow, thanks again. Ciao, guys. Big V, Scarabius is coming. Wow, you know, I, I'm hearing more and more uh, just... Well, not so much hearing, but, you know, the things that I'm reading about... Um, people getting keylogged and their accounts getting hacked and they walk into a poor, naked character. Uh. And, you know, I can't even imagine. I mean, that's I mean, that's really like getting violated, you know? I, a, it's not cool. B, it's, well, theft. <laughs> you know, it's just really, it's dreadful stuff. I mean, yeah. you're, I mean you've put all this work into your character and it doesn't, and it doesn't matter if it's a level 10 or a level 70. I mean, it's still just wrong. And it's your character. It's your character. And, you know, let's face it, we do put ourselves into this a little bit. You know, there there's little pieces of you in the character. I'm not really sure which piece of me is in the cow, but, you know, I'm, it's somewhere at lying on the plains of Mulgore. But anyway, that actually brings up something that I found out about today in my just doing uh, research kind of to keep up to date, but apparently at the thing uh, that Blizz is doing in Paris right now, in their goodie bag, they got a password authenticator, and it's a little keychain looking thing. Gives you a random password that's associated with your account, and you can log in. Well, I found out that those are actually uh, available in the Blizzard store, and you know, by the time you hear this, you know, this is probably going to be old news, but I just thought that was pretty... Um, pretty neat thing and um, I'm liking the fact that Blizz did something like that because they realize hey this is this is an issue and they're you know I don't think they're going at it from you know completely altruistic uh, viewpoint that is purely altruistic motives because you know they don't want people to have access to other folks accounts I mean they've scrubbed accounts for less than that but you know that's a good thing I like the I like the extra security there so it's a good thing to uh, to invest getting. I think I'm going to investigate getting that because sometimes there's a bit of a pause when you log in just due to traffic or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm always afraid like, oh my god, someone's broken in. Yeah, I'm going to really. see, you know, a naked troll standing there. Yeah. 
<laughs> and that alone is frightening. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and you're only about the naked Taran dancing? Wow. <laughs> Stay away from the voodoo indeed. So good luck to your friend Cup there, and I hope uh, Blizz gets it all straightened out for him. And uh, just uh, uh, also, I do love the little uh, warning you got there at the end for caution to Big V. Uh, yeah. But thank you for calling in with that, and I hope everything works out okay. And now, a special new thing we have for you, all you For the Horde Radio listeners. And welcome to Who the Hell is This? Yes, folks, welcome to the new feature in For the Horde Radio, where we ask you to figure out who the hell is this? And our call today comes from, well, we don't know. Who the hell is this? For the Horde! So, Annie Ed, who the hell is this, do you know? No, I don't. Big V, who the hell is this, do you know? I don't know who the hell this is. Ladies and gentlemen, we put before you here and now, if you know who the hell is this, please write in and let us know. And if this is actually you, if this is actually you, please let us know who the hell you are. Because we love the phone call, love the the shout, very enthusiastic. But but we don't know who the hell this is. We don't know who you are. So please write in and let us know. And thank you for playing our first ever game of Who the Hell Is This? Reading of the Okay, so we've got uh, an email that came to us from Mogarm slash Vorak. And I'm pretty sure I you know, mispronounced the first one and put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. But um, <laughs> here we go. He says, hi, Annie Ed and Big V. And he put little stars and tildes around it. And he says, okay, I thought I'd do something special for you. Hey, feeling the love. I noticed it's getting a little quiet over here on Draenor, so I figured I'd make a character over on, over on Midoran to visit some of the great people I've been hearing about in all your shows. I also figured I'd describe my woes at even looking at the auction house you have to deal with every day. Well, you could just do what I do and just never look. That's one way to handle it, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's the um, it's the blood elf mount head in the sand thing. But anyway, <laughs> I even took a screenshot. I've done every quest for my character so far, completing them from top to bottom. I'm still questing in Bloodhoof right now, and I have all of five silver on me right now. I figured I'd walk on over and visit the great place of Thunder Bluff and check to see what people were selling, and I noticed something very disturbing. I have five silver. I checked for leather chest armor and noticed for level seven embossed leather armor, leather worker made, someone was selling it for way too much. You must have an even more broken auction house than Draenor does. Barely takes anything to make it, but they're trying to make 30 to 60 silver uh, on each one. How can anyone expect someone to afford anything on auction house when they're already hitting newbies for 60 silver at level 7? We don't even have that at level 7. Sure, I know if I keep questing I'll get armor upgrades as I progress, but really, if you expect anyone to buy the armor you put on auction house at that level, price it so they can buy it. Okay, now that that rant's done, I figure I'll give you an update on my plans for a character on Midoran. I'm planning on leveling up as a Resto Druid, since I already have experience as a Resto Shaman, so I figure it wouldn't be too much different. Heck, might be better as I get some different forms to help uh, assist on the leveling. Well, I figure I might see you and Big V in game one day, and hope I'll be able to assist you both in your many difficult days out there in Outland. Mogarm slash Warak on the uh, Draenor. Blossom and Blood Guild. Yes, yes. Uh, Mogarm on the Blossom and Blood and Vorak on Midoran. There we go. All right. 
Yeah, I've talked about that auction house. I'm telling you, it's evil. And I've noticed, actually, leather is the worst. I guess because it's really the most popular, what, armor that people wear? Yeah. I've noticed the leather's really bad. Yeah, and, you know, to the proliferation of hunters, you know, and that's not a slam on hunters, but, you know, hey, there's a lot of them out there that I see. So. Well, as hunters, um, who else wears it? The rogues? Uh, shaman wear it. Yeah, druids, I think, are like, some, shamans are, I always get confused, who changes to male at 40? Like uh, the hunters do. I think, I think shaman does. I think it's the shaman. So druids are wearing the leather. So you, that's four right there. You know, and they really, because I've noticed other classes, well, not classes, but armor classes at, at higher levels. You know, the plate at level 70 for the pally is cheaper than what I need to buy for my little wee rogue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is not right, people. This is not right. <laughs> so, yes, I know. I've gone on about it. It's insane. I don't know what to do to make it stop, but... We're mad as hell, and we're not going to take it anymore. But unfortunately, we kind of have to. We don't have to take anything, but... And I usually don't, because I can't afford it. So, I just do the best I can, and that's the only advice I can give to anyone on an, on a server with an auction house out of control. Just just do your darndest and either make it yourself if you can, or go to those grinding professions and sell high to make some money. <laughs> that's the only thing you can do. But thank you for swinging by on uh, the Mandarin server. Say it, and I hope to see you. I haven't seen you yet, but hope to see you soon, and thank you very much for writing in. We have an email from our friend Rifkin who says, hey, Annie Ed, it's just me, that fellow who plays a gnome over on the PvP server. I was in the middle of listening to your latest episode, which came out, and thought I should let you know a little something about druids. I have actually been working on my own druid off and on since my little mage made level 70. One of my friends gave me a little bit of info leaked about the druids in the new expansion in the works. And boy, oh boy, the list of stuff made me really want to get a druid alt up to max level, particularly a moonkin druid. Sweater Hogan's is a druid alt. She, yes, it's another female like my mage, is a level 34, and at the moment is slowly progressing a little game session at a time. You just made level 10, which is great, but you think you're done with the hard part of the druid quests? Hell no! Allow me to share with you my story. Of course, take into consideration that the location will be slightly different since this is a night elf druid, not a torn. So here we go, guys. For all those lower-level druids, we're about to get a spoiler on what comes next. And it doesn't sound good, does it? A, a couple of folks have written in druid stuff, which is great, but they all kind of say the same thing. It's like, oh, you think it's hard now? Just you wait. It's like, oh, and I should continue with this class. Why? Um, but anyway, it's a tauren. Because it's a tauren. And cows totally rock. They do. As if you needed another reason. As if you need another reason, God. But our friend Rifkin continues with spoiler information. At level 14, your druid trainer gives you a quest. I'm talking about the big trainer. In your case, Annie Ed, it'll be that hut with all the druid trainers and Thunderbluff. In my case, it's Darnassus. Okay. This will be the quest to get you to skill to cure poison. Of course, when Hogan got the quest, I was like, well, of course I better do this quest. I wouldn't want to be in some group and not be able to throw a poison heal to my friend in need. Well, here is what I had to do to get this poison cure. First, I'm sent off to Moonglade. 
easy enough with my skill from level 10? Well, the quest then takes me to Darkshore and to the far northern area of the zone to fill up a jar with some water. Sigh. Easy enough, just takes forever to get there and back. Once I'm back to town with my jar of water, can't warp back to Moonglade, I have to go to town on foot to Auberdeen, the Alliance town on Darkshore. The elf there then instructs me to get some mushrooms from a nearby cave with aggressive moonkin in them, and also five earthroot to make a curing salve. You know what, if I looked like a moonkin, I'd probably be kind of aggressive too. <laughs> None but love for Moonkins. None but love for Moonkins. Yeah, don't, don't send me any hate mail. Now, I'm not an herbalist, so I have to get on my main, pretty much, and pay a little visit to the auction house and mail it off. How lame is this? You you think a level 14 can afford anything on the auction house? <laughs> anyway, after griping a little bit, my druid is all set to get her cure poison skill, since I made the curing solve, right? No! I am now sent off into the wilderness of Darkshore to cure sickly deer! You've seen plenty of them in the barrens before, and now you know why they're there! For low-level druids to cure for this quest. It's really annoying. And is one enough? No! You need to find and cure ten! And they're impossible to find when you're on this quest. Any other time I run past them left and right, it seems. That's anything. <laughs> yeah. That anything. Yeah. And yeah, it's kind of like a taxi. You can never get one when you want it. And it, you know, it's not like they're really inconspicuous. I mean, they look like no, these big not. smelly deer Easy. walking around. I mean, right. I maintain that we really need a smell feature in Warcraft. <laughs> in the world of Warcraft, we really need a smell feature because, can you imagine? Right. Oh, God, what is it? Oh, it's one of those freaking diseased deer. Oh, I gotta, cure, I, I, gotta, I gotta cure that thing? Oh, jeez. Okay, alright. <laughs> yep, he continues. Yeah. Finally, after that torture, you can warp back to Moonglade just to let the druid know you're done curing the animals. All he does is then send you back to the trainer. Get ready for that wonderful flight to Thunderbluff again. Anyway, once you make it back, then your trainer gives you the skill to cure poison. Great, huh? It'll be totally worth it for all the trouble it was in the future. Not really. Alright, so, cure poison. I'll tell you what a cure poison does, ladies and gentlemen. Cure poison, 40 yard range, instant cast, cures one poison effect on the target. Fair enough. Well, then I get this skill from the trainer down the road. Level 26 to be exact. Abolish poison. Abolish poison, 40 yard range, instant cast, attempts to cure one poison effect on the target and one more poison effect for every two seconds for eight seconds. Unfreaking believable. What was the point of all of that BS I had to do now when they just give me a skill that is pretty much better down the road? I just wanted to let you know about this little quest line your druid is bound to end up in eventually. It's really a pain in the ass. And unless there are some druids out there who are savvy, who could let you know if there's a point to having both skills, I would just pass on this and get your poison skills at 26. Rifkin. Thank you for the heads up on that! 
Yeah, that's pretty that's, dreadful. That sounds just absolutely horrible. That sounds just absolutely hideous and horrible. And thank you very much because no, I won't do it. You'll sit there and be poisoned in your blood while my druid stands there laughing at you until she's 26. So, <laughs> no, but thank you very much for the heads up. And to all our new druids out there, now you know as well. And forewarned is forearmed. Absolutely. But thank you for sending that in. Okay, I've got a couple here from Jebdo. And uh, the first one says, Dear Annie, Ed, and Big V, I went in game to play and talking with the guild about the new episode, which was cool all by itself. Thanks. As we're playing along, Vivamort of the Durationally Challenged Guild asks in guild chat if anyone would be interested in a large knapsack, to which I promptly typed, Ooh, I would. I'm still using six slaughters. He then mailed it to me free of charge, even though I only met him through the guild I just joined. That's a huge shout-out to Vivamort, because we all know how much we love our bags. Yeah, all that's bags. <laughs> You know, if I could find a bag that I could hide in, I wouldn't be there. I think we've already talked we've about We've already that. covered that. Yes, we have. It's okay. Moving right along. <laughs> Speaking of bags, I have some useful insight for you. We hear a lot about the stories of favoritism on the Alliance side, but I can tell with certainty that Blizzard does do something for the Horde that it does not do for the Alliance, and that's give them bags. When I rolled my new Jebdo, I was astonished to find bags dropping quite frequently, and they were being given out as quest rewards. The second quest I play, literally, second one, gave me a bag. Now, you're probably saying that there's no way it was that easy, but trust me, in comparison to all the Alliance races, all of which I've played, that's heavenly. They get no bags. You'll probably get one small green sack or whatever by the time you're level 15, if you're lucky. And they most definitely do not give them to you as quest rewards. I remember having to bust my butt and wallet to get some bag space. Quite often, too. Just thought I'd let you know, it's not all peaches and cream on the other side either. Hopefully, that made your day a little bit. Because now that I'm Horde, every little bit of pain the Alliance suffers brings me infinite joy. Don't blame me. I'm a warlock now. Pain and suffering are my specialty. For the third time, from your number one fan, and who is clearly beginning to become a suckerfish, <laughs> Jepto. For the Horde! Boo! I will say, um, having Jepto, having just come over to the Horde side, which is awesome that you've seen the light, but the only, I'm going to clarify something, the only Horde race that does that with bags are the Blood Elves. Yeah, it's the Blood Elves. I, which, I don't remember getting any with the Tauren. Nothing on any other race, which, by the way, is a brilliant idea on Blizzard's end. As far as bag drops go, I, yeah. I think it depends on your server. I think it depends on the time of day. I think it depends on the moon because I've had them drop real when I was uh, doing my experiment with the Draenei. She was getting bag drops pretty damn well. I mean, seriously, before she was level 10, she was getting, you know, bag drops off squirrels and stuff so and, and of course i'm sitting there going hey they got bag drops and i just remember you know hey, well, my poor uh, character's whoa, not whoa, getting anything whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. bag drops off squirrels you're it killing was, squirrels it was a joke no i did not kill a squirrel i it think was. you're killing squirrels and you're gonna <laughs> give me down the road for killing bugs have, have you seen me kill a squirrel you, you just said not. you just said you got a bag drop off a squirrel and why would i not believe you you're truthful and honest yes i didn't say i killed the squirrel got a bag drop off of it what did it walk well, up to you and say, hi, here, take this bag. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> it walked up to you That's and That's how easy and they have it on the Alliance said, side. here, have a bag. And then it just tripped off, you know, singing zippity-doo-dah. <laughs> 
what did it do? Did it shed its little squirrely skin, sew it into a bag, and hang it on, and hand it over to you as it walked naked down the path, waiting, you know, to grow more fur and more skin to, you know, give to the next alliance passerby? What was it? Like a little undead squirrel walking around after you saw it? Huh? So, yeah, we're, gi- yeah, we're, gi- we're giving me grief for killing bunnies. Well, well I, I've seen I never, bunnies. I never. You never what? Bo, I kill a lot of bunnies. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Of course <laughs> I kill go. bunnies. I mean, killing bunnies rocks. I mean, if there was a bunny here right now, I mean, seriously, you know, it wouldn't be walking down the path looking like a little undead bunny, that's for sure. Nope. <laughs> Although that that sucker, be cool. That sucker would be leather scraps by now. No, that'd be cool, an undead bunny. Yeah, it would. We covered, be we like covered that. Zombie bunny. <laughs> zombie yeah. bunnies. We've covered that. Okay, you know, it all comes back to that, really. But, yeah. Okay, so next time you, you give me <laughs> grief about killing bunnies, yeah. Got the ammo right here. You got the ammo right there. Okay. That's right. Episode 21. And all of this can be deleted. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah. so, I think it depends on... Okay, I'm done here. Good night, folks. Uh, Good night, folks. <laughs> yeah, right, that was I'll it. I'll be here all week. Tip your waitress. Let's try the veal. It's about four. So, thank you for saying that in Jebdo. Uh, you know, I really do want to do an experiment with the bags. Do an alliance and a horde character again. Okay. And uh, for the sole purpose of bag drops. Like, okay. how many bag drops do we get? But you can't do the Blood Elves because they are the only one, though, on the horde side that get them in a quest. Which is awesome and great, but... That does uh, throw the balance. So we'd have to try something else. But I'd like to do that. But thank you very much for sending in your email and for your shout out. There you Bima go. Mord, who eats dead gnomes. Yes. Which just is way too cool. Jebdo sends us another one and he says, Hey, Jim Big V, Jebdo here. I said I'd write no more and I meant it, but unfortunately, the kindness of the Horde would not allow that. Today, I had the pleasure of meeting you in game, which was cool. It's cool meeting you too. Thought I'd write in to give you a nomination for your next outstanding player, or at least a shout out. Today, only about an hour after you logged off, Shaman Magic, directionally challenged, asked me if I wanted to do Wayland Caverns. I said sure, and I was excited because I'd never done WC before, so I'm still new to the Horde side. When I noticed he was level 50, I realized he was going to run me through. I thanked him, yet asked him why he wanted to run me through. Me, this new player, he had only met just once before. He said he was bored of the usual question and wanted to help me out. He patiently waited, and he had to have been patient with me for this, as I made my way from Ghostlands to Ratchet to pick up a few quests for WC, then went in. Wow, that is a hike. Um, he let me have all the loot. The best part was, when I ran out of bag space, he let me borrow one of his bags. Actually gave it to me. Of course, it was only loaned to me, but such an act of trust without collateral really made an impression with me. I could have just as easily took the bag. Some players on the Alliance side that I know would have just taken the bag and split. He ran me through the entire instance and took nothing. Literally replaced all of my gear in that one run and got enough cloth or green items to level my tailoring, first aid, and enchanting at least around 15 levels each, as well as dinging once myself. Afterward, I tried to enchant his gear to repay him, but ended up only being able to enchant one or two of his pieces, due to his gear already being rather well enchanted. And yes, I did get his bag back. I couldn't thank Shaman Magic enough for taking time out of his leveling to give me a leg up. My favorite part was that he continually threatened the mobs he was pulling with sayings like, No one picks on my friend, or that'll teach you to mess with converted alliance. They're horrid too, among 
others. Thanks again to Shaman Magic, and I hope to see you in-game again, along with Annie Ed soon. Your number one bunny-killing fan, Jendo. Cool stuff. Yeah, well, you know, Shaman's a cool guy, and yeah. he's he's good stuff. He you is. Know, and the, the bag loan, that's cool. Bag loan is cool. The running you through Wally Caverns is awesome. Yeah. So big cheers to you, Shaman. You're awesome. And we yeah, know yeah. That. yeah, and uh grats on uh, getting to Outland there, partner. Ah yeah. Uh, sorry right. I missed it. Rock on for you. Yep, Shaman Magic has achieved Outlands. So we were very happy about that and we and we welcome him to hell. I mean Outlands. Anyway. <laughs> he did see. boiling blood as well. Uh, he did? Yes, which is hell. He, it is. Well, he had... Uh, hell and hellfire. Hell and hellfire. He had mentioned the boiling blood to me. Well, actually, I had mentioned it to him. He's like, oh, I got to this outpost. And I said, don't do boiling blood. Don't. Whatever you do, don't. Whatever you do, don't do boiling blood. Don't. Don't, 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 don't do it. Oh, yeah. And he's like, no, I have to. I'm like, oh, God. You're going <laughs> to regret it. It ain't worth oh. it. Didn't you and I do boiling blood like the day after Thanksgiving or something? We did it together. I don't remember when we did it precisely, but we did do it together. Yeah. And and I had done it as Ed solo long ago, and it still helped. Yeah. <laughs> it hasn't improved. <laughs> no. uh, it, with all the improvements Blizz has made with so many quests and leveling and things just being a little easier, that is one they have overlooked. That's got to be, I think, one of the worst quests in-game. No, but, no. but we have gotten sidetracked. Yes, as we, what the... As we, as we are... Uh, as is our want. Exactly. Uh, so, but thank you, Jeff, for sending it in, and I'm glad you're having a good time. Yeah. Being a horde. All right. We have an email from a new listener, and this is from Seth Rydrus on the Etrix server, who writes, Hey, I just started listening. And I'm going over all the old ones, and I just wanted to say I love For the Horde Radio. Excellent work. Thank you. We're glad you love For the Horde Thanks, Radio. Hey. <laughs> you keep listening, we'll keep putting them out. Wanted to give a shout out to two people who made me get back into World of Warcraft. My attention span lasted to level 28 with my troll priest, and then I started to move away. But these two people got me back into it. These two people pointed out what fun the game and other players can be. They also made me realize how fun it will be when I get to higher level. Those two people are Auntie Ed and Big V. Aww. We're getting a shout out. This is so cool. Cool. How awesome is that? <gasps> and I've got a big V. And you've got a huge V. It's great. Yeah. Uh, for an amazing podcast showing the lighter side of a game, the darker side of the alliance, and just some fun all around. If I hadn't been told about this, I probably would have stopped playing. Thanks for entertaining the Horde and maybe some alliance too. Oh, and Zog and the rest of the a FTH people. Who knows if Auntie Ed and Big V could have done it without you? No, we couldn't. Nope. Thanks for <laughs> FTH Radio from Seth Rigas from the E-Trig server. And thank you very yeah, thanks, much. Man. We That's are very awesome. glad you're enjoying the show. And thank you for our own shout out. That is so cool. You know, is that the first shout out we've ever gotten? I think, I think so. It is. I, think I think it's our first shout out. I mean, we're, we're thrilled to give shout-outs to all these great people you guys write in about and tell us about, which is awesome, because the only way I think... Uh, there's so many, so many rotten players sometimes you run into that it's nice when a good player shows up and you make note of that yeah. and let other people know, because that's really cool. It's like, there are cool people in this game. There really are. You have to find them, but they're there. But uh, that's the first shout-out we ever got, which is awesome. 
I mean, and you know, you you guys, you know, you, you show us the love in your emails, and you know, don't think we that we don't dig that because that's just we cool. do. <laughs> yeah, no doubt we do. Uh, but you know, our very own shout out. Oh, I know. I'm gonna wipe a tear. It's so sweet. Thank you. We got an email from our buddy Claudius on Enron, who writes, Hi, if you haven't gotten bear form by now and you don't want a spoiler, stop here. All right. Okay, I don't play a druid, so I can finish this. After you complete the quest, I would go to Camp T to get the flight path. It's interesting to see that you started a druid. Good luck, and maybe we can do our swift flight form quest together. By the way, I'm working on my third purple piece. Season 4 Arena Gear is coming out on June 24th. That means Season 2 Gear is available from the Battlegrounds. Woo! Okay, the bear form quest Moonkin Guy Thingy can be found behind the big tree coming up the hill from Mulgore toward the bear to the right before you get to Camp T. Be very careful as everything there is level 18 plus and you'll aggro if you're close. Have a good one, Claudius. Hey, Ed, you can come back now. Can come back yet? Yeah, come on. We're done. Okay. Spoiler revealed? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's apparently behind a big tree. Oh! Something. Oh, gosh, shouldn't have said that, should I? Now sorry. I know it's behind a big tree. Yeah, sorry. You have any big trees? There's only one big tree. Next thing you're going to tell me is that it's out, like, by Camp T or something. Why, no. No, it's not. Oh, no. Go, why would you think it was around Camp T? <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for the info, Claw. That's great. Being a, a fabulous druid yourself. Yes, he indeed. Is, he is a great druid. So thank you very much. And uh, there, a little more inside info on the druids. You know, we've got some druid love in these emails. We do. It was funny. I've asked about the pally. I asked about the rogue. And I had some folks, like, sending, you know, oh, here's some links. Here's some stuff for both. But, man, I brought up, hey, anybody know a thing about a druid? And whoop, tons of people <laughs> came and went, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, definitely, we got druid love happening here. Thank you very much for sending that in. And we have a couple emails from our friend, Igoram, who writes, hey, Auntie Ed and Big V. Hey, what's up? I love your show. The first episode I heard was episode 20. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and I was immediately hooked. The reason I paused on that and went, oh, wow, is because just remembering how episode 20 opened exactly. to a brand new listener, that must have been quite um, an experience for you there. To hear the studio blowing up on your first show. <laughs> but you are still immediately hooked. I love it. From when I started playing about two years ago, I have been horrid to the core from the start. Yes. Something cool happened to me when I was level 40. This was about in June 2006, when the mount was more expensive than the training. Well, I was saving up for my mount when I decided to go ahead and buy my training, just to save up for the mount. About two weeks later, a new patch came out that lowered the cost of the mounts dramatically, but increased the training by a whole lot. Yeah, I remember that too. Well, I already bought my training so I could get my level 40 mount and training for less than 80 gold or something like that. It was less than 100 gold, I know. So I was really lucky with my level 40 mount. But, like Andy Ed said from episode 1, it took her 6 months to save up for her epic riding mount. Yes, it did. <laughs> you are not alone. It took me about the same amount of time to get mine. Well, being an orc, my epic mount was a wolf, so I decided to name him after my dog, Chance. I now wish I had waited for that because I got another dog named Peanut. Could you just imagine a big bad wolf, armored and vicious looking, named Peanut? 
I find that funny. That is funny. I like that. That is good. And he continues, So there I was in Orgrimmar, when suddenly a human warlock just runs inside the city. He is immediately run down by the guards and was soon killed before he could even get to the drag. He is Fayette of the Guild Serenity. Soon after he died and probably logged off, two more lions show up. They barely got by the entrance. The first was a night elf named... I love these night elf names, don't you? Yeah. You are a ha... You're a hara. You're a hara. The second was a Draenei hunter named Dragonessa, who was on her elephant. But when the night elf died, Dragonessa ran off. Unfortunately, I did not get the guilds of those two. But I shake it off because I know that the Alliance got what they deserve for even putting their dirty feet into our awesome city of the Horde. Also, don't worry about butchering my name. Most people just call me Iggy. Good, because that's far easier to say. <laughs> and I would also like to give a shout out to my guild of Revamp and some of my friends, Zaxa, Webinara, and Caribidus. And actually, Iggy follows up with a, a very short email that says, Today I decided to visit the World of Warcraft website and check out some of the stuff on Wrath of the Lich King page. When I went to the Definite gameplay introduction page, I saw this guy to the right in some really cool armor and cool sword. There's just something about him. He's a human. And there's no Horde version of the Death Knight. But this is just another example that Blizzard favors the Alliance. But at least we can stomach the human. At least it's not a gnome. Keep up the awesome work. And that is Iggy of the Revamped Guild on the Duskwood server. Thank you for all of those great emails. You know yeah. what I think you were looking at, though? I, I didn't actually check out the site myself, but I think I know what you were looking at. Um, if it was a human in a Death Knight outfit, it's gotta be Arthas. And we'll allow that because he was kind of like the first Death Knight from Warcraft 3. So we'll allow that because I know the Death Knight's going to be available for both sides and all classes. So so I think you may have been looking at Arthas. So it's not completely, we'll, we'll slip Lizard Slide on that. It's not completely Alliance. That just happens to be the first Death Knight. Naturally, they're going to put him up all over the place. So, But thank you for all the cool emails that you sent in. Not sure if I'm going to turn the cow into a death knot. I'm definitely doing it to the pally. Well, it's a pally. <laughs> the pally is going down, okay? We get an email from Curse, a.k.a. Anubis, who says, Hey, Annie, Ed, and Big V, it's Curse again. Hope you don't think I'm being a bother, but I just found something interesting out. A few episodes ago, you mentioned a travel enhancement for those below level 40. Well, apparently, someone at Blizzard listened to you. Listen they to us? Always. Nah. They always steal our ideas. God, no. I know. Wait till we just see the boxer shorts of the Lich King. Yes. And then we'll know. They've we'll been, know. We will have yeah. proof. But anyway, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> it continues. Apparently, currently on the test realm, they lowered the requirement level for the first mount from 40 to 30. Figured you would be interested in hearing someone out there maybe listening to your ideas. For the Horde, Curse, a.k.a. Anubis. Yes, I started a Hordy. There you go. But yeah, by this point, it's kind of old news. But um, yeah, this was sent to us, obviously, before everyone and everyone knew this. And some are happy and some are not. But I think they stole it from us, too. But that's just my opinion, anyway. But thank you for the info and the email. And we have an email from our friend, Winbite. Hey, Wind. Who says... On druids, I tell you, we got a lot of druid love happening on this show. We really do. Just a wee little tip for you because I love druids. 
and they're generally good stuff. Since Mulgar bothered me when I was leveling my druid, I went over to Silvermoon and trained him over in Eversong and in the Ghostlands. There is indeed a druid trainer in Silvermoon. You can train him there, yes, but occasionally you'll need to go back to Thunder Bluff for class quests and whatnot. When I was coming up, I made friends with a handful of other druids, and one of them gave me a helpful hint. You can use your Teleport Moonglade to go back to Moonglade, and I believe you can get most of your class quests from Moonglade, and when you're done, you can hearth back to your quest area. By and by, now that you've drank the Kool-Aid, and join the cuddly six-formed. You're exposed to the opportunity to see why Torin rocks so hard. Nothing, no class, ever, nothing can stand against a team of druids. Ever. Doesn't happen. Especially when their base form is something as big and angry as the Torin. Moo. <laughs> you got any head to say moo. <laughs> moo. I don't do it as well as you, though, of course. Well, you're still learning. I'm, I'm still early. I'm still a wee Torin, so it takes yeah. practice. I understand. Yeah. You're not a grizzled Torin yet. Yeah, I gotta get it up there to get the moo down. Okay. Ah, Chronicle of the Annoying Quest. Yes, I met the creators at an Adam convention at my community college not too long ago, unless I'm completely nutty and mistook the name. I remember the event vividly because I was in agony on the ride home over having forgotten to pass on the word of FTH Radio. And that is from Winbite. And cool that you, like, met the guys from Chronicle of the Annoying Quest. Yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. If you happen to meet him again, let us know. Do you have a business card or something? Yeah. <laughs> But uh, that is great. Thank you for the inside info on the druids. I love it now that you've drank the Kool-Aid of the druid. The Kool-Aid of the cuddly six form. Of the cuddly six form. You are now one of us. Anyway, thank you very much for sending that in. Cool. All right. We get something from Zombie Skater. God, I love that name. And Zombie Skater writes, Hello, FTH Radio. Sorry I haven't talked to you guys in a while. I have in two months gotten my hunter back to 63 and farther now. I'm 64, two bars 65. I'm so happy because now I'm a blood elf. No offense to you trolls, but well, I hate how my feet were cold. I have to admit, I would have been 70 a long time ago. I should be 70 in at least a week because us hunters, especially since I went beast mastery. Now I have a little story for you. Ahem, I need to open my storybook of ass. Once upon a time, there was a hunter who made a paladin alt. He worked very little and reached level 6. When he went to the dead scar, he saw with his eyes a poor little level 7 who was getting attacked by the stupid group of undead guys who walk around the dead scar like they're the mafia. Can we say mafia? There's no boundaries. Wow. I know, we, we're just like cutting the edge there. I'll tell you. Mm -hmm. oh, hopefully I won't find a bunch of garbage dumped in my, in my driveway. Anyway. Yeah. So, I helped him, and when I got the aggro, he walked off and left me to die. I died in the end, and that asshole seven lived happily ever after, until the mob went back to him and killed him. The end. Well, I gotta get back to my hunter and save orphans from the evil people in Terracar. Zombie Skater. Don't you hate when that happens? Yeah, dear. And I think everyone has had it happen to them at least once. I think yeah. it's either a new player who has no clue on how this works, or just, well, as you put it, an ass. Who just goes, oh, okay, hey. And they don't even say thanks. 
I think you actually mentioned a story about that when you were leveling Big V long ago. So yeah, oh yeah, I remember that. I remember that. that, and you had told the story, and like pretty much the exact same thing. Yeah. You took aggro off somebody, and they came back just to loot the corpse and then like moved on. Yeah, and like picked a weed. And picked a weed, and that was it, they <laughs> moved on. They didn't thank you, nothing. So we've all had that. It does make you want to like not help anybody when somebody does that. But, uh, oh, yeah. As you see, yeah. karma works, though. Yeah. I mean, I was out in uh, Stranglethorn today with the Madge, and, you know, a little warlock just diddy-bopped up and loosed her minion on something. Well, she aggroed a couple of different things, and so I'm standing there going, okay, you run past me as I'm engaged in some combat. Did you help? No. Okay, so here, I'll give you a hand. So I sheeped one of them, flung fiery spells at the other one, and um, then she just kind of ran off. Let me deal with the sheep. Then I walked over to the side of the road, and um, she had, you know, she attacked some more trolls, because we were fighting trolls, and um, the trolls ran after me. They saw me and said, oh, you're the one who flung a shadow bolt at me. I was like, no, no, I just got the fire. Got the fire and the frost and the arcane. I ain't got shadow. I ain't got shadow magic. So, oh hell, I gotta kill you now too. Okay, you know. Uh. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, but she was cooking with that minion. Let me tell you. Yeah, it really is uh, disappointing when people can't even. I mean, it doesn't take much to say thanks. Exactly. Wave. Wave. Just wave. Yeah, you don't even have to type. Uh, Slash wave. Exactly, and it's, uh, oh, you, yeah. you almost want to deliberately aggro mobs on them. Oh, yeah. Anyway, thank you for sending that in, and we hope, uh, way to go at leveling that hunter back, by the way. Good lord. Yeah, good deal. Two months to get him to 65, for heaven's sakes. That's impressive, so good luck to you, and let us know how you're doing. We have an email from Corlina. who says, Dear Annie Ed and Big V, I have news. Corlina, she has news. Corlina is finally rid of dust and is now back to being a fire-throwing, mana-missling, mountainless level 39. As a young magelet trying to make her way in the world, I have come across a rather annoying plight. Level 40 is right around the corner, and I only have 60 gold. Yeah, well, you have to train up. Mm. <laughs> you won't have 60 gold. As far as I know, this isn't enough to purchase a mount with my only revered with Silvermoon Cinderai. I have found the perfect strategy to make money through wool. By the light, wool is somehow worth gobs and gobs of gold on my server for no particular reason. Now, where to find drops? Wool? Uh, wool, you say? No, wool, I'm, she's not lying. Wool, I think, on any server, I have noticed, is outrageous. Yeah, I know it's insane. And I don't know what it is either, because it's not a hard thing to farm. Maybe just it's so low level, people just, like, kind of do it, and that's it, and move on. They make their bandages, get up high enough, and nobody farms it. So when yeah, it's on I, the auction I, house, it's for a lot of money. I don't even know where to farm it now. I mean, I'm sure I can put it up on WowWiki and figure it out, but, yeah. It's such a low-level cloth thing that people forget, I guess. But, yeah, wool. That's a moneymaker right there. Yeah, could... Now, here's just a question for you, and... Let's say my mad sheep somebody. Could that sheep be shorn? Go ahead. Try it and let me know. That would be cool. And what will they look like when they... When they unsheep? 
Yeah, well, they had sheep. Okay, anyway, that was just, you know, a little stream of consciousness, a little question that just popped into my head there. All right. That I won't remember next show. She continues, oh, yes, now I am quite certain that people are listening to me. However, it isn't just Horde characters. Looking in the WoW Armory, I typed in my little main slit, and to my horror, I saw now only her, but nine others. Three of them are hunters, two of them are Draenei. We have Alliance spies here. So I log on to Wowhead the other day, and to my surprise, new patch notes. Yay! However, to another of my horrors, I saw that Blizz is introducing mounts to level 30 players. Just another one of those things where I can say, back in my day... Oh wait, that's the only thing, cries. So, for my Cornina to be useful section today, I have recommended more YouTube goodness. He was mentioned in a much earlier episode of FTH Radio, but that's been a long while ago. The machinima I am recommending today is anything done by Nim. He makes remixes of songs, mostly Eminem songs, to give them a World of Warcraft taste and succeeds on so many levels. Well, that's my bit for this podcast. Time to gradually commit suicide. I mean, grind to level 70. Maybe people will still be in Outlands by then. With much love, Corlina. P.S. Here's an idea for Blizz. A mini Fellweaver non-combat pet. That is a good one. I would like to see that. That would be cool. Yeah, I, hey, I would quest for that. I, I, I would kill the mechanical... Hey, I, I would do the mechanical chicken quest for that. I'd like to actually yeah. see a combat fell Reaper, though, like a pet. Your own I would like to see... Like, you know, kind of like the mechanical Yeti. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be good. But, yeah, yeah, Nim. Yeah, we have mentioned Nim on this show. And I've checked out a couple of things he's done. Um, some of them, probably because they are based on Eminem songs... Are, are just a little over uh, what we try to keep for our uh, rating here on the show. They're just a little too much, but he, he yeah, does incredible new, work. Yeah, he, yeah, he's got a new one out too. I think. Oh, he does. Okay. Yeah, it's um, uh, called "My Name Is Nim," and it's based on well, an Eminem song. And I think, I think it's new. Um, but he does do a lot. He does do good work. He does like redo the songs very well with Warcraft themes in it and everything. So yeah, definitely check him out on YouTube. He's got a lot of good stuff. And thank you very much for sending in a little update on you. And good luck. Outlands is adults. Trust me, there'll always be people in Outlands. You can't get rid of them. <laughs> but good luck in getting up to 70. Alright. And we have an email now from Dorngar who says, Hey there, Big V. I'm new to your show and to play in WoW. Your show is awesome. Thank you. But I have to turn myself and my friend in to be a butt cheek of the week. I was playing my orc shaman a couple of weeks ago, and I met up with a friend who plays an undead priest. My connection was crap at the time, so every now and then my connection would either disconnect or lag a lot. Whenever this happened, I would be walking, following my friend when he would turn around and go back a little ways and start running around in a circle. Confused, I asked my friend about this the next day at work. He said that every now and then, when my character would lose the connection, he would just run in place for a few minutes, so he would go back and run in circles around me until I came back. So, any passing players would have seen an orc running in place with an undead running laps around him. <laughs> for the horde, Dorngar. Well, that's not a butt... I wouldn't call that a butt cheek. Yeah, but, but uh, it's still cute. That is adorable, though. <laughs> that's just a funny visual scene. And I, yeah, I have seen people, like, stuck. Yeah. As you go along, and, they're, like, up against a wall or running in place or something. It's kind of funny. And as somebody, and speaking as somebody who's gone AFK before and come back as an undead with a pumpkin head, I don't yeah, know I can, what you I, mean. I, 
Yeah, I'm sure you don't. No, I don't know what you mean. <sighs> it was Kenny! No, it wasn't. <laughs> but she was there. But she was there and helped. She, she <laughs> did not come to my aid. She did not say, no, no, don't do that to our poor, pitiful, bovine AFK tank. No, in fact, she kind of pointed and said, right here. Yeah, she said pointed, like, yeah, right there. <laughs> right there. Aim yeah. here. Yeah. Aim right here. Yep. Thank you for saying that, but I don't, I, you know, I gotta be fair. I don't think that's a butt cheek because you didn't mean to do it. Yeah. It wasn't like you, that was your computer, so, but it's still very cute. <laughs> Yeah, it is good. <laughs> that is good. Thank you for sending that in. Hey, Annie Ed. This is from my buddy Esk, who says, Hey, Annie Ed, and of course, Big Z. I'm back in the world of Azeroth, and now I'm going to see how fast I can get to level 70. With two friends at my side, J-Mac, a level 70 human mage, and James, a level 7 human pally, and yes, I'm going Alliance. I'm going Alliance because that's what my friends are, and they are Horde. They are really are. Not once have I seen them do an Alliance-like thing. Okay, there are those out there who are Horde, just don't know it, and in the case of your friends, have gotten to level 70 before realizing their, their folly, but that's okay. We will trust you. You say they're Horde, they're Horde. Anyway, we have talked about my level training from Hell, and they said, let's make this a server record. So our played goal is going to be five days, five hours. That is not the server record, but looking at it, we found out that a leveling guide had made a record way out of proportion. <laughs> well, I plan on rolling a Dwarf Hunter, reasons such as leveling, while J-Mac James are offline and being able to hold my own. Alright, so I have more shoutouts. I would like to give a shoutout to my guild, Instant Network, for everything they have done for me inside of IN. I would like to give a shoutout to Alex Blair, DD Priest. Foe, Smooth, Adversary, and Tyler, just for being cool. Thank you for sending that in. Glad you're back in game, which is yeah, awesome. Back. And wow, what a goal. Let us know how, I'd like to, I'm really curious to know how you make out with that. If you're able to uh, to keep that record five days, five hours to get to 70, oh my god. That's, that's, a, that's, that's an impressive goal. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I know I couldn't do it. So, no. let us know how you uh, how you make it out with that and how you're doing. And all right, it's okay. You're going to play lights. That's fine. That's not we, really, but okay. We, oh no, no, no. Okay, okay, <laughs> you can play lights. You play lights. That's okay. But uh, let us know how you make out with that goal. And very good to hear from you. Thank you for writing in. All right, we got an email from As You're All and Azok, and again. As you're all. All the so, same person. Yes. So, Annie Rods, Annie Ed, and Mighty Big V. <laughs> really, honestly, folks, I don't make this up. He, he doesn't make it up, and you make him <laughs> so happy when you do that. Really, it just yeah, it tickles me. I love it. Just wanted to say I love the show and miss the call-out section. So much so that I figured I'd write in with my own call-out of sorts. I play oh, Horde Wait, Hole. wait, wait, wait. Yeah. All right, all right. Call out a... Okay, fine. We know what? We gotta make it official. Yeah. We gotta make it official. Oh. Okay, now it's official. Now it is official. You may continue. All right, this is a call out. Okay. All right. I play Horde all the way. 
don't like the Alliance, but must say that my son, who is seven, does play Human Warrior on Earth and Ring server. Currently, as of this writing, level 39, with only like three and a half bubbles to 40. He's done it all himself, with a little help from his Alliance buddies, but that's just a little backstory to go with this call out. When I was seven, I was, you know, I, I was you know, happy to be continent. Yeah. <laughs> Not with a level 39. That's uh, that's rock really on for your rock on for your kid. <laughs> rock hey. on for your kid is right. That's really great. Okay. Please teach him to use his powers for good and not evil. Yeah. Um, so anyway, back when my son first started playing WoW, he met this dwarf hunter named Wait for it, Hunter Dwarf. I know how original. Anyway, Hunter Dwarf was wanting to start his own guild and offered some small amount of coin to those signing his charter. My son, being a nice player, accepted and signed this charter. After the guild formed, my son was made an officer because he was a founding member. At some point, Mr. Hunter Dwarf gave my son's warrior one of the Blood Elf Bandit masks that drop off in the Draenei starting area. My son was so pleased as he had expected to not get a headpiece for some levels. Some days later, my son was getting frustrated while playing. I came closer to see what was going on. It seemed that Hunter Dwarf, in some strange case of insanity, had gotten it in his head that my son had voluntarily left the guild and was now demanding that he return the bandit mask, not realizing that my son, who was still gilded and still held officer rank. Before I could stop my son, he had traded the mask back to Hunter Dwarf. I figured this would be the end of it and let my son go back to playing. Well, it turned out it wasn't. It seemed, at some point, Hunter Dwarf no longer wanted to be guild master of this guild he created. So, rather than disband in the guild, he, wait for it, gives Guildmaster control to my son. That's right. But it seemed that prior to my son getting control of the guild, everyone had left. So, my son was the lone guild member master. My son, frustrated at being alone in a guild he did not want, asked me how to leave the guild since he was guild master and could not give it to anyone else since there weren't, since there wasn't anybody else. So, I showed him how to disband the guild. Okay, but that does not end the story of Mr. Hunter Dwarf. It seems, in his haste to leave the guild, he forgot one little thing. GOLD! That's right. Back when Hunter Dwarf was Guildmaster, he had deposited a hundred gold in the guild bank. After my son, whose warrior was around level 10 now, had disbanded the guild and received the hundred gold so graciously given to him, my son gets a whisper from none other than dun 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 Hunter Dwarf. You guessed it, wanting his 100 gold bag. Well, like I said, I was too late to tell my son that he didn't have to give back the bandit mask, but I made sure he knew there was nothing that could be done should he keep this 100 gold if the dwarf asked for it back. So, here's a call out to Hunter Dwarf for being a jerk to my son and making his WoW experience hard, for making him frustrated to the point that he almost stopped playing. The way I see it, you traded 100 gold for a level 5 bandit mask. Oh, and thanks for the gold. It bought some nice items on the auction house. Oh, yeah. And that, yeah, good stuff. That's Azeral, who's a level 70 undead warlock of the Pod People Guild from, on the Whisperwind server. And also Azok, a level 59 orc warrior from the Pod People Whisperwind. And apparently he's got one on Earth and Ring, too. Uh, <laughs> Azeral, a level 31 orc hunter on a guild with a Latin name. Anyway. <laughs> Aaliyah liked the est. Very good stuff. And yeah, that's a jerk. Yeah, that's a, that's a legit call out right that's there. That's a legit call out. Uh, what a jerk. And But you know what? See? Karma again. Karma again. I mean, 
Honestly, he's an idiot. Uh, besides being a jerk and a scum, wait for it, he's an idiot. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's also a moron because who leaves a hundred gold behind and go, oh, I forgot my gold. Well, you're a moron. And you deserve yeah. what you get. Exactly. So, you know, good for for your son not giving him back the money. <laughs> yeah, really. Personally, I'm all for it. You go through all that and then like, oh, I want my money. You should have thought of that before you left, idiot. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, thank oh. you for sending that in and I'm glad it all worked out for the best. Yeah, good stuff. We got an email from Rage Lily on the Uther server who writes, My brother found your podcast the other day. I wanted to listen to it and I love it. I became a player by accident. My ex-husband started playing WoW and didn't pay much attention to me for a while. So, instead of being a bitch, I decided to try WoW and got hooked. We were on the Alliance. Well, I was because he was, and I liked it at the time. My brother was excited that you could be an undead. When the expansion happened, I made a blood elf and became a horde from then on. Alright. I, I deleted my alliance character soon after. Alright. Awesome. <laughs> I found friends on my own who were great and helped me with almost everything. After a few days of me not needing him anymore and begging for the help, he, my ex-husband, got jealous. Well, a few months after that and I left him, I had enough of my ex. All of my friends were there for me who happened to be on the other side of the United States. I was in California, they were in Alabama. Well, one in particular caught my attention and we started a relationship over the phone and online. He is now my husband and I live in Alabama now too. The best part of my husband is he is always willing to help me and the only alliance character he has is to buy items on the alliance for our guildies that are not on the auction house on the hoard or that are impossible for us to get our hands on. I do want to give my husband a shout out. Cancerous! Blood Elf Pally on the server Uther. The guild name is Hounds of Thrall, and my character's name is Rage Lily, and she is a Blood Elf Mage. We really like the show a lot. Thanks for the topics you cover. We all listen to you. And thank you. That is such yeah, a great gosh. story. I love that. That is that is total coolness. That is just so awesome. What a fabulous, like, real-life story. I love that. Yeah, that's that sweet. That is very sweet. Thank you so much. We're so glad that you're enjoying the show. And I am very... Congrats to you on Blood Out Pallies. Hey, I'm, I'm partial to Blood Out Pallies myself. But uh, good choice. And so glad everything worked out great for you. Yeah, and I'm pretty down with Blood Elf Madges, so... <laughs> there you go. Thank you so much for sending that in. Yeah, groovy, thanks. So, we get an email from Goshra, who says, Hi, Annie, Ed, and Big V. Just emailing to tell you that your podcast has shown me the lot, and it is Horde. I've started a Tauren Druid on the Mandaron server. Woohoo! Cool. We're the Horde, and we're bringing the lot. All right. Woohoo! Cool. Very so, cool. So. Gotta keep an eye out for you. Absolutely, yeah. Come by and say hey to us sometime. Um, it would be lovely to see you. Absolutely. Thank you very much for sending that in. So, Zombie Senna, zombie Skater sent us uh, another one. And he says, I hope to be 70 by this weekend, and well, I'm getting there. I'm 66 now. Whew, 66 is a bad neighborhood. 
That's kind of like being 46. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he continues on saying, sadly, it's going to be hard considering I have summer school and tomorrow is, well, my birthday, July 2nd. I'm going to be 16. Can't wait. Also, I would like to tell you how to get your bear form. Start walking to the Barrens from Mulgore, and when you start hearing Chuck Norris jokes, take a left and head up a small hill. <laughs> Those are my kind of directions. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, if you hear somebody talking about your mom, then you've gone too far. <laughs> That's a little too far. you got to wait for the Chuck Norris joke, then you take a left. Okay, got exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You shouldn't be pa past camp, and I'll just call it Camp T, because I can never say that other word. Uh, and... And apparently, neither can zombie, because he says, or however you say that. Anyway, well, you should see uh, a rock with a hole in the middle and a glowing orb showing in the hole. And then you should have an item that you can summon the moonkin with. You kill him, and then talk to him. He'll tell you to go back to the druid in Thunder Bluff, and then poof, bear form. I leveled the druid a couple of days ago. He's only 12, but still. I have something for Big V. Hello, Big V. I now know why you hate those damn birds. I hate them now also, and now I see them in Outlands and Nagrand. I've killed about 60 of these damn things, and now they kill tell me to go kill a big one. I don't like it. Well, that's it. See you guys later. Nobody now, likes it. No. And I know exactly where they got you, too. I can, uh-huh, absolutely. There's a big damn pile of bones sitting there, and you've got to go, you know, get a carcass. And then you've got to take, I mean, imagine this, you've got to walk around with a damn bird carcass. And then you've got to go kill the big bird, and the big bird is nasty. So, anyway. Yeah, they are, uh, they are very nasty. But, happy belated birthday! Yes, indeed! Happy birthday! That's great! That is great! A real-life ding! And hopefully you're going to be hitting 70 real soon! Congrats! And let us know how you're doing with that! Yeah, sweetness! We get an email from Delicacy! Right. Annie Ed, sorry for the late email. Uh, I haven't been able to get to a computer with an internet for a couple of weeks. Oh, God. Um, well, on with the email. Today, while I was listening to FTH Radio, I had an idea. You guys should make FTH Radio t-shirts. You could have funny phrases from the show, such as Club the Seal or Big V, death from about your height. <laughs> If you decide to take on this idea and make some, here's a site where you can design your own shirt and produces them. And he does provide the site, uh, www.spreadshirts.com. Yes, it does cost money, but I know I would drop 15, 20 bucks for an official FTH Radio t-shirt. You could actually make a profit if enough listeners bought them. Well, I love the show. Listen to every episode over and over until a new one comes out. And of course, for the horde. And that's from Delicacy, a level 34 undead warlock, Locks Own. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks. Uh, we actually have pursued the t-shirt the route, but, you know, and actually through uh, Cafe Press, which I'm sure a lot of, you, a lot of people use Cafe Press uh, for their t-shirt needs. Because you can design it yourself and everything, but what kind of stopped me, aside from some of the graphic abilities that I seem to lack, um, was the fact that I'm looking at these t-shirts selling retail for 20 bucks. And I'm going, oh, hell no. Are you, who is going to pay 20 bucks for a t-shirt? Seriously. I mean, guys, <laughs> you, you download, you download us for... 
I mean, you download us for free, but we're talking like 20 actual bones here, you know? Yeah, I just could. And that's like, you know, and we would never, I would never charge over the retail because I don't want to pay taxes. So, um, and that's not what we're about. But, so yeah, we would just charge retail, but it's like, oh God, I can't see somebody spending that much on a lousy t-shirt when you can buy three for $5. I don't get it. So, but you know, it's something to consider. Hey, we may just pursue it and throw it up there for you guys and you know there you go yeah we get enough people saying you want them hey hey well we will pursue the design uh aspect of it because we ran into some trouble with that yeah. um, but any and then i'm just seeing 20 bucks going oh hell no nobody's got that spend 20 bucks on a t-shirt okay we get an email from tolchok Darge of the Blossom and Blood Guild. Woohoo, Blossom and Blood! Yeah, just yeah, you know, I always say that. It's yeah, just very cool. It, it is because because they're great. And uh, Tolchok writes in and says, "Hello to you for the Horde Radio. This is Tolchok, head squisher and most refined and well dressed orc of Blossom and Blood." Grunt. When I'm done slapping smelly spags, nefs, dwarfs, and apes around for the day, I like to settle back with a hot double espresso, maybe smoke a clove cigarette, and dig the depths of my soul for that most elusive verse, which I can share with my brothers and sisters in my guild. This week, it is a lovey-dovey poem about that most lovely of troll hunters, our friend, Annie Ed. As her elegant tusks flash in the sun, her braids trail behind her. She starts to run, not away from battle, into its thick, punning gnomes with a majestic kick. And as the screaming noobs fly overhead, pulls Volano's bow, shooting them dead. She's placing a trap with the utmost care. It explodes, lighting a night elf rogue's hair. The best kind of valleys a dead one see, and she makes sure that that's the way they will be. Well trained in instances both old and new, she pimp slaps Magtheridon. Hogger too. She's got two eyes, and they both even match. I don't know why she wears that damn eye patch. And then there's the beautiful face she's got. Her legs are supple. Her feet ain't so hot. Don't tell her that or she'll whip out an axe and cut you to bits in three or four whacks. The mightiest troll babe ever adored. We all stand and salute you. For the Horde. Please keep up all the good work, Annie Ed. Maybe I can read you some of my poetry sometimes. Until then, stay cool and protect those bunnies from Zeroless and Big V. Tolchok Delarge, Blossom and Blood. That is just so awesome! Isn't that groovy? That was just... That made my, my freaking month. That was so great! Seriously, that is probably, you know, the one of the coolest in-game things I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's just excellent. Oh, thank you so much for that. I lo- I'm going to frame that. Seriously, I think I, you should. I'm going to frame that. That is just great. I have a poem. Someone wrote me a poem. And, you know, maybe we can, you know, get it translated into, you know, like, Orcish and um, and trollish, you know, and troll <laughs> and uh, Tarahi and gutter speak and etc. Yeah. And you know that would be awesome. But no, this something in translation. It may, it may. I think it depends on you know which uh, dictionary you use. That's true. And I think dialect has something to do with it as well. But yeah. no, this is this is awesome. And thank you for letting me read that. That was just fun. <laughs> Oh, that is a lot of it. That is just fabulous. Thank you very, 
very much told, Chuck. That is great. Good stuff. And that brings us to the end of another episode of For the Horde Radio. Thank you very much to everyone who wrote in and called in and all your great stuff that you guys send in and suggest and everything. Just fabulous. Just fabulous. Thank you to everyone very much. If you would like to send in an email or give us a call or check out the website, there are many ways to do this. You can send in the email to fthradio at gmail.com. You can send an email to bigv at biggestv at gmail.com. Or if you want to send one over to Zog, as some folks have done, which is great, his address is n underscore proudton, P-R-O-U-T-E-N, at hotmail.com. Our call in line, 206 888 3130. And of course, this and all other information about this and other shows we have talked about are on our website, including all fun, exciting links, which is www.forthehorderadio.com. Thank you again, everyone, for listening, downloading, and listening to us for this episode. And we will return in another three weeks for an exciting, squirrel-skinning, snowflake-stealing, druid-loving episode of... Quickly now, move. Sorry. <laughs> Silence, foul harpy. Quickly move. <laughs> Sweater Hogan's is a druid alt. He. Oops. <laughs> she. How many times did we actually say hell there? I don't know. I was trying to pack it in as many times as I possibly could. <laughs> On purpose. Yeah, we may actually get censored for that. <laughs> no. No, you got hell all over the place on uh, TV. I'll tell you, it's hell on TV. It's hell in the game. It's, it's just It's hell. just hell. <laughs> the secret word of the day is, is? hell. <laughs> <laughs> and we welcome him to hell. I mean Outlands. Anyway. <laughs> We're still working hell into the bot, into our own. You noticed that, here. did you? Yes, I did. It's a little better anyway. <laughs> okay, let's keep going before it craps out completely. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, I mean, no. I, can, I mean, I can hear you. I mean, I can hear you great. I don't know what the deal is. Okay, it's much better. Okay. Whatever, don't move. From whatever position you're in, don't move. <laughs> For the rest the of the... <laughs> I can't reach the mouse from here. Too bad. Don't move. <laughs> Too bad. Hey, then I'm just going to be adding commentary. <laughs> Maybe if I... Okay, there's the mouse pad. Right, there we go. Good. All right. But that old buddy, that old squirrel thing was too freaking funny. <laughs> <laughs> that old squirrel thing was just too freaking funny. I gotta leave that in. <laughs> oh my god, I'm like, I can't even answer. I'm laughing too much over here. <laughs> <laughs> that was too good. All right. Yeah, every now and then I get a riff in. You, and you, when you go so... off on a riff, man, you really go. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, and Zog, and the rest of the FTH people. Who knows if Annie B... Annie V? Annie V? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> Big Ed. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can you imagine yeah, what, what the kids would look like? 